0: I like to move and it. I like to move and move it, I like to move and move it, you like to move it, I like to move and move
1: it, I like to move and move, I like to move and move it, you like to.
2: my little flute-benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully. And uh, we are here today to talk about a couple of different things. I guess, you know what we should do? We should start by congratulating our friend Ian. Yes, we should. Last
0: night, we were at the premiere of Dead Giveaway. (laughs) Um, It was at uh, the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival. Yes. And uh, yeah, and so we got to see it on the big screen, and uh, congrats to... Ian and Amanda and everybody at Shoestring Gold—it yes. looked wonderful on the big screen, and it was so much fun.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's our friend Ian Kimball, who was just a guest a few episodes back. What movie mm-hmm. did we do with Ian? We had Ian on for a movie called—I don't remember. I, I do not remember. remember what it was. I already can't remember. Oh, fuck. isn't that crazy? Oh, it was us. We yes, did it for it was us. us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, listen to our "Us" episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Ian directed his own movie. We got to see it at the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival last night, and it was great. See it on the big screen. Super fun congratulations to ian and shoestring gold Uh, and you can find us on twitter at i like two movie it's numeric two uh email us i like two movie at gmail.com we're on facebook we're all over the place uh thank you for tuning in thanks for listening to our pet cemetery episode we were just talking about that you guys downloaded the shit out of that episode yeah that's crazy yeah we appreciate it so uh this week what we want to talk about is uh, a movie dan brought to my attention uh, Operation Avalanche from 2015. 2015, I think? yeah, a few um, years
0: back, it was just like a random screening that I went to. I was like, "All right, it's going to be some like you know low rent space movie. It'll probably be whatever." Yeah, and then it turned out to be a really, really well done found footage conspiracy thriller about NASA. Yes, it's insane. Yeah, it's
2: a great way to describe it. Yeah, very
0: ambitious movie yeah. that actually cashes in on its ambition. Yeah, and so we're gonna get into a little bit of that, and then later we're going to talk about assassins in movies in mm-hmm. honor of the release of John Wick 3 Parabellum, yes. which we were fortunate enough to see this week. I believe it comes out a few days after this episode drops. Yep. Um, what's Should that? be the 17th. coming weekend. So yeah, yeah. this coming weekend. Yep. But we got a chance to see it. You definitely want to catch it. Yes. Definitely catch it with a hype crowd yes, because we, uh, it's a it's like a squirmer. Yeah, we it's are here good.
2: to preach the word of John Wick 3 uh, for you, but we'll do that after some Operation Avalanche mm-hmm. talk. So we're going to do Top 5 Assassins or yes. Just get into Assassins. Yeah, yeah. This
0: list idea came up last night in the midst of drinking. Yes. And exactly. so not yeah. much time has elapsed since then. So this is a slapdash. No, but it be good. Uh, it's it'll gonna be, be a love fest about. for Wick. Yeah, I yeah. can tell you that much.
2: Yes. So let's talk about Operation Avalanche. But the I actually just want to start by asking you like what made you think of that like when we were talking about like a movie to do that for this episode? Because like, I've been wanting to rewatch to your... this movie forever. Yeah. And yeah. it's a
0: movie that I saw and I loved and I'm the only person I've ever met who's seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I don't know, it just always stuck with me. Yeah. And so it is a movie movie to the extreme. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the most literal movie movies ever. Yes. It's like a movie 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 yes, movie. Yes. Because there's so many levels to it. We'll get into it. It's it's metatextual in the way that adaptation is. Yeah. It's it actually uses found footage to uh to a degree like butterfly uh, kisses did yes. where that almost becomes part of the device of the narrative yes. is the concept of found footage it's just so perfect perfectly tied to what it is we do yeah. and when we were just trying to scramble to get a movie it it literally just fell into my head like this is your chance to watch it again and this is your chance to get someone else to watch it i loved it sweet like, i'm very
2: glad like i really lo- like loved it where it's like I don't, like, this is, like, a perfect movie. Like, I don't know if I, I I don't know what you do. This is one of those movies where it's, like, why do we even give star ratings to movies? Because, like, I don't know what I would give this as a star rating, but it's 100% a perfect movie. Oh, it's it totally fits into exactly
0: what its goals are. Yeah. And it has the added bonus of tying in a whole bunch of things that I love. Found footage. NASA. um, A time... Like, the 60s in NASA speaks to this time where we were hopeful about technology. Yes. Tomorrowland came out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As opposed to, you know, now we're cynical about we're it. Afraid of it. We're afraid of it. And, you know, it's the natural push-pull. But yeah. there's something charming about the almost... Uh, I don't want to say cluelessness but uh ignorance the blissful ignorance to the pitfalls of technology it ties that in but it's also space it ties in stanley kubrick it's about making movies it's about conspiracy theories it's adjacent to things like the conversation in in just the the tools it uses to to create a conspiracy yeah so it has all of this good stuff in it and i i think that's why it's just so appealing it really does
2: like so if for people that are not familiar with this movie, um, the director, Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson, writer, director, and his the other guy that writes everything with him is uh,
0: named Owen Williams. Yes. I oh, uh, almost said Owen Wilson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> almost. Uh, Matt Johnson made a movie called The Dirties, um, which I believe, I've not seen. Kevin Smith ended up sort of um, helping get it released. I remember when that was happening. He like saw it at a film festival. He loved it. He thought it was interesting and funny, um, and it's like a guerrilla-made school shooting movie, basically. Yeah, the The plot on uh, IMDb says
0: two best friends are filming a comedy about getting revenge on the bullies at their high school. One of them isn't joking. Yeah, yeah. And so this, as I understand it, it's what Kevin Smith presents, The yep. Dirties. This, as I understand it, I've not seen it. They got a fair amount of their footage by by basically never been kissing themselves yeah. into into a high school.
2: Yeah, exactly. A- and to my understanding, and I, you know, I I think you could probably have some interesting conversations about the ethics of this. Mm. To my understanding, like basically fake day school shooting in a school to get some very like real live reactions mm. from from kids in their movie. I'd
0: love to know what the full details are Me on too. that because that's because I don't know the full details, and so I, I don't like want to make. There's got to be a like, way that it's. I don't think it would exist, especially now. Um, although, then again, we had, like, a bunch of school shootings this week, and John Wick's coming right the fuck out. I know, <laughs> and I his know. Guns on guns. So yep. you, but I think that's a testament to what I'm saying. It has to be done well. Yeah. And so I think for this to exist, I would trust that it's done well. And I'd I, certainly like to see it.
2: But um, I have a feeling, now having seen this, Operation Avalanche, it's probably a lot like what I imagine this movie's production yes. was like, where it's like, yeah, there's stuff that's real here, but, like, part of the magic trick of this is exactly what they actually say out loud in this movie, which is like, you know you're trying to watch something on TV, so you're going to believe what I show you. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know? So, like, I, even if there were some um, 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 guerrilla shot, you know, faked school shootings or whatever in the dirt, like, I don't know the full details of that. I imagine it's more trick to it than, than yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. let on. You I know? think they probably kept on the ethical yeah, concerns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and the, the reason
0: yeah. this relates to Operation Avalanche yes. is Operation Avalanche partially takes place at NASA in yes. the 1960s, and so Johnson and his crew, in order to get footage there posed as a documentary crew making a documentary about the Apollo 11 mission. Yes. And so within the realm of the like the actual world of this movie, Matt Johnson who plays a, a heightened version of himself, yeah. uh his whole thing is they they are CIA agents posing as a documentary film crew. So yes. there's They do have real footage from NASA under the auspices of them making a documentary that is then written meta style into the movie. How much of what we see is actually captured with that lens around it is probably minimal. I think so. But there is some real stuff in there. And he's just adept at making sure that the seams between and it's actually kind of smart because you take that footage, then you make your footage look like it. Yes. And that helps blur the seams from uh, from both ends. Yeah.
2: It's you you know it to me, it's like I'm gonna say you can tell this, but you honestly can't tell this and that's why it works so well. There's definitely like stock footage from the 1960s just cut amongst this, but right in between shots that he definitely shot himself, you know what I mean mm-hmm. And they're right butt up against each other so that the reality of like, what of this was made in 2015 versus what of this was made in 1960 is totally blurred. It's tough to tell. Yeah. And
0: as far as like looking like it's shot on an old film stock, 100% the entire movie looks that totally way. believable. And that is something that I have much in the same way, like too much ADR, things like that, where you just, you feel the, you feel the, uh, What's the word, the fakeness oh, of it? The,
2: okay, yeah, the the inauthenticity, I yes, guess. Yes, yeah, you feel yeah. like the inauth- the Yes, that word. I, I can't do it.
0: Late night. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But you, you feel that, and no matter what, you always can. If a movie has been turned black and white, yeah. not shot black and white, you can feel that. Yeah. If a movie has been aged in post, you can feel that. This, I would presume, had to have been mostly aged in post, because I just don't believe that that much... Film stock would have been used for this But I don't know I actually don't I know don't what, the, what the deal is with that Either way It could be a mix of both yeah. It's flawless It's crazy Absolutely. The only time that it's ever not flawless Is when there's I think there's maybe one or two shots That they actually cut a modern image Into actual old footage yes. Uh, namely Kubrick's head. Yes. Or when Johnson is on you know, he's at mission he's, control he's literally during mission something control during You're yelling something at the that's camera. Yeah. Sometimes you can see the seam there, but I've seen bigger seams in movies with gigantic budgets. Yes. Even these are impressive in a relative yeah. sense.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a favorite of mine, Gods of Egypt, looks worse than this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and
0: we talk about floating heads in Infinity War. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's something that happened, and that movie has more money than the world has money. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. And so and this it's took some skill. This
2: was clearly, you know, it's like, it, uh, man, it, it's such a weird movie to talk about because one of the things that's so interesting about it is that Matt Johnson is making a movie about making movies. And his love of what he can do with a movie, like what he can make you believe with a movie, it is a movie about movie moving And then the because movie- he's so obsessed with this magic. Exactly, yeah. it's like it's like a movie about a character that's upset. But, and truly, the character is like. To me, like, doesn't even seem like he's that interested in helping America beat the Russians. I don't think he's at all interested. He's way more interested in what he can just fool an audience with with his movie. Well, you said in the
0: when we were talking about it, because I said something about his ego, and you yeah. said, Oh, he's a mad scientist. Yes. And that's perfect. That's yeah. the perfect way to put it. Yeah. He's like Dr. Emmett Brown, and it's that fully aware of where could and should intersect, but completely unwilling to let that be the the limit. You yes. know, I have to push a little further because yeah. that's it's wrong, but I
2: have to. Someone's yeah. got to, you know yeah he, And it's like I, it's so interesting to watch this movie where it's like, because the flip right, so one thing is like it's a movie about movies and and the sort of the magic of movies and how what you can trick someone into thinking with a movie. It is also about conspiracy theories, which are meant to trick us into thinking things Mm -hmm. about things,
0: right? Conspiracy theories are convenient stories to explain impossible things. Right. And in-camera tricks are essentially that in a visual sense. Right. You're giving me something impossible, and I just have to buy this story you're telling me to get to that impossibility.
2: And and he basically takes those... Like, this movie both is a document of... if (laughs) If the moon landing was faked...
0: Garrett's headphones are smoking right now, yeah. just so you guys know. <laughs> if, moon, if
2: the moon landing was faked, it is a document of how that might have been possible. Yeah. It is also a testament to how impossible it would have been for them to fake the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, like, yep. it does both things simultaneously. Like, this movie proves that that it, that conspiracy theory must be bullshit. Yeah. Because it's crazy. It's impo- easier to go to the moon. Yes. Exactly. It's just it's easier to go to the moon. It's impossible to have accomplished what this movie... Shows them to be accomplishing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so interesting what he's able to accomplish by doing this weird, he's doing both things at the same time. Like the magic of movies is convincing you of what you can't be convinced of. The magic of a conspiracy theory is convincing you of what could not have happened. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, we fill in the blank to this impossible end.
0: A conspiracy theory is like someone goes, nine 11 is too impossible to be explained the way that's explained. There has to be more. Yes. And so then they start building these theories around that to, like, fill it in. Mm-hmm. So you think about that in terms of, like, a special effect in a movie. Yep. You know, someone goes, well, they didn't actually blow up a dude's head for <laughs> right. scanners. Right. And so we just then have to buy the story of, well, you know, they have superpowers that blow up people's heads and blah, blah, and so It's just the same thing yeah. writ large. Yeah. It's And this is also like adaptation in that we are watching the product of what they're making in the product. Yes. Uh, One of the things that always hurts my brain about adaptation, which we still haven't done, we still got to do that. I can't wait. Is the fact that the movie that he is advising Donald not to write is the movie that Charlie is writing while inside of it advising Donald not to incorporate these things that he ultimately... It's blah. I've gone cross-eyed. I know. But this is the same thing. This is a movie about... This, this is a document of guys making a movie where they fake the moon landing, but ultimately have to save their asses by creating this document of them faking the moon landing so that they can blackmail people. Yes. Which we are now watching. Yes. There are scenes inside the movie where literally the characters are cutting together the movie that we're watching. Uh huh. And yet, yet, because that uh, you had a burr moment when it, it, it was like, yeah. wait a minute, he's burying the print of what we're watching. The found footage. Uh. Uh, conceit is now violated yes. which is something that happens frequently which really really rubs me the wrong. if you listen to our butterfly kisses episode yes. we talk about the the painstaking ways that eric christopher myers thought ahead so as to not breach that yes we talk about the sacrament excellent movie yep. that has about 30 seconds of breaching that that i the think the movie se- can like crumble it, around yeah like it's it severely hurts that movie yeah. too i still love that movie me but too. it does damage it yeah in a way that that you know, so easily could have been fixed. This one walks that line and then ultimately takes not, uh, not unwieldy pains, but very thorough pains to make sure that it holds onto its own conceit. Yes. It's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. You can tell that Matt Johnson, actual filmmaker, not character, Matt Johnson has the exact same obsessive love for the craft of filmmaking that character Matt Johnson Absolutely. does. But is ostensibly not as much of a precocious child about it. Right. I
2: mean, let's see. We, we were joking about this as we were watching it that he's such a little stinker. He's a little stinker. Because he really, <laughs> I mean, he. To 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 our understanding. It's a blank check for putting little stinker
0: back into the vernacular with their description of why Pee-wee's
2: so funny. There's no real life analog for Pee-Wee. He's just a fucking stinker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that I mean that is the Matt Johnson character, right? Because that he both the character in the movie and Matt Johnson himself, to our understanding, went to NASA and lied to them about Mm. who they were in order to get Just a little bit of footage to help convince us that what we're watching is real. an
0: opportunity to to do something for themselves. Yes. So in terms of Matt Johnson, the filmmaker, took advantage of of his mischievous ability to uh, social engineering. Yes. uh, To help get his movie made. And this character of Matt Johnson basically scams everybody uh, through direct subterfuge in order to just... Fuck with film technology in a way that that strokes his ego and yeah.
2: sates his curiosity. Yes, and and in a it, to the end to the hopeful end that it will be so impressive that everything he's done will be forgiven. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the 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 end that he's always hoping for. That like mm. it'll be so impressive that I pulled this off. The CIA will ultimately approve of me and what I have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and in the same way, actual filmmaker Matt Johnson is like, yes, but once I have lied to NASA enough that I get this footage and convincingly sell an audience on a fake moon landing movie through this like real NASA footage I have, they'll congratulate me for having done it. And like yeah. we kind of did. I remember when this movie came out and that was the big story about the movie it was like, this guy fucking lied to NASA and got real footage from inside NASA. And made his a good ass movie, movie yeah. about it. That yeah. I, I guess NASA liked. They never said uh, right. anything. I mean, yeah, it's like you you would think like we wouldn't have access to this movie if they mm. had some issue with it, you know? I think that probably speaks to the amount of
0: footage you got from NASA because, yeah. like, even the stuff at NASA is there's nobody being made to look like a fool. No, no, they're definitely made to be looking. They're they're doing things in earnest. Yeah, and I think it's also very important that in the lie of the movie that they can't go to the moon, it's all the CIA's doing. Yes. They're actually also lying to NASA. The the, the uh, movie part Im- of it
2: is them convincing NASA that they actually are landing. There. Exactly. The movie implies at least Houston. The the movie implies that uh, uh, NASA doesn't know they're lying or doing anything wrong yeah, yeah, yeah the cia is lying to nasa nasa thinks they're doing everything they should be doing. you know what i mean mm. and so like it does make nasa look good i think what's funny too is
0: it's like and i guess this is kind of where the movie ultimately lands i mean, we'll probably have to break down the the layers of how this T- plot to some begins we will, but yeah um, and so we'll, we'll eventually get to this but i want to get it out is that matt johnson in the film his goal is clearly one of his ego. He wants to be yes. this great filmmaker. Yes. But it's a job with a curse of the only people who can know that he's a great filmmaker are the people that are on the very small inside of this. Yes. If his film is as good as, as you know, if he can create what Stanley Kubrick creates, yes. if he can put himself on that level, he's actually not ever allowed to say, I made that. Yeah. Um, It's something that no one can know. It absolutely has to be adhered to the lie. So it almost is a self-destructive process from the very beginning because he has created this mission that's all about glory that essentially cannot bask in any of the glory. exactly the it, It's it, silent glory. It will be a have. private glory. Yeah. You know, uh, which we
2: do kind of land
0: on the the ultimate, the final shot.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, but it, it's, as you said, it's like, but what the other thing we know about this character is he, this does seem to be ego driven. So like, is he going to be able to enjoy just a private glory? Like, is that going to be enough for him? I would say absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Not. That's how I feel yeah. too. It seems like that, like, even though in that last shot, we get to see him experience that moment of, like, it worked. They mm. fucking believe it. It's also coupled with the, like, at what cost, though. Remember, yeah, yes, Like, it's yes. at what cost. Yeah. And, and I don't think that will, like, ultimately, for what it seems like that guy wants, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. To, to me, it doesn't seem like it, mm. um, which is like we I, I'm excited to talk about that eventually, too. Like, well, that's
0: an obsessive mentality. Y- yes.
2: And that's why a lot of great artists are very
0: self-destructive. It's because of that obsession. Yeah, it's because I'm always chasing the bigger, better thing, which is great in terms of pushing one's art, uh, growing one's craft. But you see so many people do that and burn out yeah. because they You know, contentedness is really like a death knell to creativity, Mm -hmm. but it's also like a a much needed uh, savior for the artist. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can, everybody who's done anything creative has created to the point of absolute burnout. Yeah. And then you're no good to anybody. Yes. But it's those obsessives who do that and end up, you know, overdosing on pills or something because they're just fucking going. Yeah. Uh, That obsessive nature is a real thing, but they're the people
2: who get things done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, the movie goes out of its way to sort of show that at a certain point, Matt Johnson, the the character in the movie, seems to know that, like, what he's involved in is bigger and deeper than he thinks. Mm -hmm. He's, like, gotten some footage and audio of people, like, talking about uh, missions where they may just kill Americans to convince other Americans Mm -hmm. of something, and he just buries it. Like, he doesn't tell anybody else that he has this information. He buries that information that so would that stop he his can quest keep to, working to grow, towards yeah. his goal. Yeah, yeah, mm. which is just that—that
0: that, to me that's is evidence
2: of that obsessive nature that he has. You know,
0: and that's why I think the answer to the question is it's not enough. Exactly, at the end. you do yeah. get the sense that like they could actually be on the up and up about okay, you you know, catch me if you can. You are working for us now. Yeah. Great work, one of us. That he would probably come up with some bullshit way to be like, well, I actually do have to release Operation yeah. Avalanche. Yes, I do have to put this out there, and it's less that he probably has any sort of valid ethical I mean of course he would have a valid ethical reason people are dead, but yeah. in the realm of like mission accomplished. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that he would he would uh balloon up some small slight as valid reason that he has to put his film out in the world just because he's so proud of his film of This Is How I Faked the Moonlight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I get I feel like his character would
2: do that. Definitely. I mean he what he ends up leaving a different character with the footage at the end of the movie, right? Mm. And I assume that's basically his insurance that somehow, some way, that footage will get out. Yeah, yeah. it exists know? and I have it and yeah. NASA doesn't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. So so do we, yeah, I know. Let's like, go how to do the we, plot. Yeah. So here's
0: how it works. But now that we're probably... I mean, you should just watch it as always yes. because we are going to spoil it. Yes. So uh, it starts, it posits this idea that there was the, and I'm not going to remember of it, the bright... Something, uh, Bright Eyes. <laughs> it's not Bright Eyes. Um, the program. It's a program where they oh, brought people fresh out of college to work for the CIA. Was it Deep Red? Is that what no, they no, no it? It's, it's, it was just in the the script at the very beginning oh, okay. before the movie started, like the yeah. script on the screen. And there was a program where they're taking uh, kids out of college right, right, right. to work for the CIA in just the a small, from a, MIT Best of their best from... in a glorified internship yeah. capacity. Yeah. And so these guys are filmmakers that are working under this. It's Matt and Owen work under this for some reason. And what did they call him? They called him like the CIA's
2: AV team. Yeah, exactly. They were like the CIA's
0: AV team. And so then they get word that down at NASA, there's some sort of a Russian mole. Yes. And as the space race is occurring, because we need to uh, land on the moon as well as do the other things. We've already uh, lost. Not because they are uh, easy, but because they are hard.
2: Uh, Because we've already lost the race to get out to space. Yes. The Russians got Sputnik. They beat us to that. So So we we want to get to to the the moon. moon. And, so, and there may be a, a mole that's going to ultimately mean we get beat to the moon as well. Yeah, yeah, Like undermine steel technology, all yeah. that stuff just to get the Russians to do it.
0: And so the original plan is they're just going to send some people down there as like an analyst or whatever to yep. just check it out. Yep. So Matt and Owen present this, much to Owen's chagrin, but to Matt's glory, present this idea of, listen, you know, we should go down there, go to NASA, pretend we're a documentary crew that way, nobody suspects us as the new guy yeah. uh, that, you know, if you, if you were an experienced mole, you would be able to find a mole sniffer pretty quickly. Yeah. But this is a good guys. And uh, he,
2: he I think he specifically says you want people that look like they don't know what yes. they're doing. Us. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, but what's important is when the guy's like, I don't know if it's a good idea. I mean, can you really get away with it? He goes, well, for example, we're actually filming you right now. Yeah, yeah. They go, okay, kid, you're pretty good. Yeah. So we'll send you down there to do that. Yeah. Uh, Within days, they uh, intercept a phone call where they overhear NASA representatives basically saying, we don't have the technology to uh, fuel the rocket back home. Right. We can get to the moon, but we cannot bring people back back safely. And so he comes up and so the the CIA basically say like, well, cut it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to find the mole. If we're not going to get to the moon, go home. Yep. And then he creates a fake dossier from the CIA to convince his team to make a fake moon landing video. Yes. That way, if they can get near the moon and then get back from the moon, all we have to do is show on TV a reasonably believable footage of people on the moon. And mission control will believe it. Uh, I almost called them Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens of Earth will believe it. Everyone yeah. will believe it. Everyone goes home happy. Yeah. And once again, the FBI is like, "No, this isn't good." When they see the footage, they're like, "All right, kid, you're onto something." Yeah, the CIA. The CIA. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you're onto something. So it's very much set up at the beginning that this guy's belief is, "I'm gonna preempt your no by doing it." Yeah. And hopefully, doing it so well. That when the chips fall, I can point to the quality and be like, but, but we have this. Yeah, but Let's we've already going. done it. It's going to work. And so that's yeah. the Roman. And so to capture all this, real life Matt Johnson pretended to be a
2: documentary crew at NASA. Yeah.
0: Am I making sense? I, hope so.
2: I, I think you are. Okay. Because, and, and I think the reason he did that, like to be clear about how this movie works, I think the reason he did that is... A lot of the footage does not take place at NASA. Yeah, yeah. T- mo- uh, in fact, most of this movie does not take place like at and a lot or of the within stuff NASA. NASA. Doesn't really have other people in
0: it. It's just it's just for them the, the in visual. hallways yeah.
2: and in control rooms and, and like in-
0: talking to historians who probably do tours all the time. Yep,
2: the and, and, PR guy who is like a total square from yes. like the 1940s. It seemed it, 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 the reason it's there, I think, is because what it does is it sells the rest of the movie to us. Mm. We buy that the rest of this movie could actually be found footage from the 60s, from the space race, potentially from a real CIA mission, because we can see Matt Johnson, actor on screen, actually in a NASA mission control room. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so even if that's only five minutes of footage ultimately in the movie, I think it's more than that. I'm being a, a oh, little yeah. unfair to it. But even if it's only five minutes in the movie, it's five necessary minutes to pull the trick. That he's trying to tell us a story about it purchases
0: the rest and yep. and it also like I I think that there probably is more than just a like there's probably more than we even realize I agree because he does play Matt Johnson and I would imagine that the reason for keeping your real name is just so that there's no
2: wonkiness yes in the farce that you're putting on in front of a... He's performing his own CIA mission where it's like they've got to believe you. Yes. yeah, yeah, You know, like they have to believe what you're saying to them. And one of the easiest ways to do that is use your real names. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't get, you know, nobody accidentally gets daved. Yep, yep, exactly. That's something in my life in uh, middle
0: school. Yeah. uh, Every few years in middle school and high school, my name would show up on the roster, roster as David Scully. <laughs> Interesting. And just, Do you have any relatives named David Scully? Nope, it was just public school typo. Yep. You know, these yep. are the smart people teaching me. <laughs> and then get, but I remember in eighth grade it showed up and it was just so persistent that, like, halfway through eighth grade, I was like, all right, th- you need me to be David. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it, it's all going in the same file, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't going to fuck up college. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be David. <laughs> like, I stopped correcting teachers and yeah. just answered to being called on as David because yeah. it was like, fuck it. Like, That's just, so funny. But, like, yeah, that would be a pain if they had to do that at NASA, if,
2: you know, one of them had to be Steve or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... it's yeah, I don't know. So and yes, and so then the movie ostensibly what it becomes about is like once he gets this mission underway and he he basically ultimately does convince the CIA that like I can make a convincing fake moon landing. Mm-hmm. And we can it, it this is where it gets complicated and it's worth just watching the movie as opposed to listening to Dan and I try and explain it, but like we can Give the footage to the astronauts so that they send it back to us through Mm. space so that it really looks like we're broadcasting footage from the moon. And I think the idea is just like the people that know
0: are the filmmakers, the CIA, and the astronauts. And that's, that's it. it. And the only way we can pull that off is like people are going to be out in the street watching the rocket launch. Yep. But once you get beyond the atmosphere, ain't nobody have any reason to look at it except yep. for us. Yep. And the people who do have a reason to look uh, to look at it, there's a window through which we can insert this footage yep. from what looks like a valid source. Yep. It, th- it's actually pretty incredible writing. It is. It's in that way. It's they are setting up a heist. Yeah. You know, because there is a real time aspect of we have to make the chips fall yep. at a absolute perfect time. Yep. But what's great and there's so much good humor in the movie is that and and it's really smart uh, that the filmmakers are able to work backwards from it is they get to see how the mission was done. Yeah. And then retcon a way to make this. They're essentially doing to us at home the whole idea of like we're going to find this impossible thing and build a easier to swallow stories. Exactly. that's just that's more lay person in it's, the middle there
2: you know there there is like i'm sure uh, a very interesting article to be written about this movie and very specifically like what it actually has to say about conspiracy theories you and i are fascinated by like the filmmaking of it and stuff you know but there is i think a lot going on in this movie where it's exploring the nature of conspiracy theories how they work why they work uh and and to me, ultimately kind of undoing them by showing you that work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean in terms of like... The filmmakers in the present day know all of the iconography. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. So we have these great moments of them building to it, like yeah. conjuring the idea of like, you know, it would be a really great image—a footprint. Yes. Let's buy a whole bunch of different sand and let's yep. just stamp a boot in it and yep. see which one looks the most PR friendly. Yes. You know. Yep. Uh, then there's the scene where they're trying to come up with one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, yes. and it's smart writing because you start there and work backwards. So they, it's the two of them, you know, in forwards time. <laughs> starting with these notions of like, all right, so that's one footprint yeah. that um, that I have left. And it's like, ah, no, foot actually sounds gross. Yeah. And you see them slowly building up to one small step for man. It, it's yeah. And even the punchline of that, too, is maybe two or three scenes before that when the skeptic, the guy who's always in the astronaut suit smoking a cigarette, yes. and he's just would it would it literally kill you to just say good job yeah, yeah, yeah and then that's the scene later we don't actually hear him read one small step for bam but we understand that he's got that he reads the paper and goes that's good yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, i love that so there's yeah. such a really good rhythm of the setup punchline to all of these things yeah uh even in like dramatic moments there's you know with the car stalling like, yes yes you know, th- there's so much good foreshadowing that informs later things um Kind of undercutting one of the problems with found footage is, oh, how convenient. Yes. And yes. this doesn't really have any moments of how convenient.
2: Right. It's, of course, you
0: were filming. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, this is what happened. Yeah.
2: That's well, really impressive. There's also, okay... To, uh, I, do you think we've covered enough plot that I can start asking some questions? Yeah, I mean, you have you, you just watch the movie, like, what, so you know the plot. Well, we got to go
0: a little, little also deeper. The,
2: well, I think the other thing with this movie is like, it's kind of unspoilable. Like, all we've done is give you the premise, and the movie is about its premise. Yeah, that's it's true. like a heist movie in that way. It's like the movie is about its premise. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, um, you, you have all the details already. So, but some questions. So, there is a thing that happens throughout the movie where they keep seeing these two men. That they think are filming them, mm-hmm. that may or may not be the mole, but they definitely think they're being filmed by. Do you think there's any footage in this movie that's from those two men? I was thinking that as I was oh, watching the movie, because there are some shots where it looks like we're watching Matt and his crew from like somebody that's filming them from like inside a closet or something. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. kept thinking like, why would Matt's own crew be in a closet for this? Well. I, well,
0: yeah, I guess it wouldn't be in the party footage because they were on the other side of the party footage. Because, right. I mean, we do know that Matt's crew is is good at subterfuge. Yes. Because they, they have a skill set of being able to... So that Matt can always tell his mark, like, actually, you're on camera right, right now. Yes. So, like, a lot of it could, could be hidden behind that. But, I mean, maybe. I would have to watch it all over again with that thought in mind. I didn't even consider that, I, but... There
2: were shots... Could be. There were shots where we were just watching Matt do things where it's like there's no one that they would be trying to to fool yeah, yeah, yeah. in this scene.
0: Well, the thing is, though, there's also the presumption of then that whoever found this footage right. then somehow got that footage in cut right, of right. So there'd be a, a bunch of plot information missing as to how Matt got that. Because I do believe, and I think, I think it's clear, I don't think it's arguable, that what we're seeing is Matt's final cut. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think his ego comes through strong enough that <laughs> yes, he pulled yeah. that off. Um Do I believe his character could obtain footage like that? Right. Absolutely. But like some of the closer shot stuff where it's him having revelations to score, we do see him editing in score and stuff, and I think that's more of him telling his crew, like, I need you to keep a camera on me because I'm going to need some me B-roll. Right. But I don't think... I think there could be examples where that is the truth.
2: I just... I'd have to watch it with that in mind. Here's why I kind of wonder that. Yeah. Because, like, ultimately at the end of the movie we don't really know who the mole was. Yeah, true. And we also don't really know if there's a real mole. Yeah. If you think about like all the stuff that happens over the course of this movie, it does seem like Matt and Owen end up within a conspiracy theory, not necessarily of their own making Mm -hmm. as if like, maybe they have been hired to do this. Like for specific reasons, you know, like once Matt presents the idea, the CIA on their own accord is like, yes, let him do that. Yeah, because yeah. that will definitely help us and we can use that as a solution and cut all the loose ends at the end of it, mm. you know? I think that's that's actually to me the more important question is who
0: are the who do the the two dudes in hats work for? Right. Because like they could be Russian spies. Absolutely. They could be CIA cleanup Absolutely. men they could just I mean they could be the babysitters that are just like we have to watch from a distance just to make sure yep. that this kind of wild card guy is under control. Or they could be a third party I'm not even considering that's- because that world goes deeper and is bigger. Than anybody in this movie has any concept of.
2: Right, and I even think like they're like what I'm kind of maybe suggesting, and I don't think the movie gives enough information for us mm. to really do anything other than. Speculate I would love to watch this. it though, with this idea in my head. Does Matt have two other people out there filming? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, like it seems plausible at a certain point. And he certainly seems like the type that yeah. would we'll think to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. I honestly. Th- I would love to watch it again with that in mind because yeah. it's hard to say in hindsight. Because, because I do it's, think it's
2: there. To me, the ultimate question, the, the thing that I started wondering from a plot perspective, which may or may not even be an interesting thing to talk about this from, but I asked it to you at the end of the movie. There's this implication in the movie that um, at one point early in the movie, Matt says, "If we pull this off, maybe they'll give us our own department." That's yeah, like yeah, something yeah. that Matt is excited about the prospect of that, like if 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 everything goes right and I can pull this off, like we might really be rewarded in, like, a big way. And to him, a big reward is, like, being given our own department. Yeah, yeah, and
0: We'll be the AV guys now. Right. NASA, yeah.
2: And at the end of the movie, like, it's unclear whether Matt gets away with this. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, we, we kind of are unsure of whether Matt... We, we know that Matt pulls it off, right? We yeah. know that the footage works, that it gets sent back, that everybody believes it, because you and I exist in 2019 when we did land on the moon. Mm. We do believe the footage we saw. In this movie, we're meant to believe that, like, how do I explain this? Is that weird thing of, like, I don't even know how you explain this, but, like, if this movie is real, which we know it's not, obviously, but, like, if this movie is real, what this movie reveals to us is that what we've believed all along about landing on the moon is not true. It was faked by this guy and his film crew. Yeah, 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 Why are we only seeing this movie in 2015, then? Does that mean that Matt did ju- Does that mean that, as opposed to getting caught and killed off... Maybe that's one thing. Maybe he gets yeah. caught and killed off, right? And that's why we never find out. Or does it mean that Matt accepts the CIA's offer mm-hmm. and runs a department and has been pulling off conspiracies that we don't know about through yeah. the rest of our history as Americans? Well, that's where it leaves us at the end, which
0: I think is actually a really cool way to leave it, yeah. is we actually we don't know who to trust right. at the end because Matt does pull off the moon landing video. Yes. He has that great line when he just he says, Listen, I I'm not coming in because you're gonna kill me, CIA. Right. I know you're cleaning up loose ends. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, uh, what did he say? Oh, yeah, you know, if you guys kill me, I'm gonna release this footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a movie all about me, yeah, uh, doing the moon landing. And the guy says, oh, well, you know what? I dare you. Yeah. he's like, hey, my last movie convinced everyone we landed on the moon. Yeah, so, so call there's my that bluff, ego. Do it. Yeah, he literally yeah. says, I think, call yeah, my ego, bluff. So call yeah. my bluff. Call my bluff. My last movie convinced you know the world that we landed yeah. on the moon. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it's he's, such a great line. It's like a a big. And valid flex yes. because he just like yeah I fooled the world with my movie. Yep, I created something real that was fake. Yes, so you know that my next movie is going to be just the course as of powerful history with a movie. I, and so then the guy says, "Hey, well then, fine, come work for us." Yeah, says, "No, I'm not going to come to you." And right. he says, "Well, keep the film as collateral. Yeah. Call my bluff. Right, we will give you your own department and all that." Right. So then, yeah, then the question is, how does it play out? Because right. we don't know from there. Right. And. It's like is if the reason- we want to consider finding the footage, the act of yes. finding the footage, something that very few found footage movies contend with of yes. who could possibly have located this footage. Uh, I, I think there's two endings: is one they do off Matt, yep. and his contingency plan of have, however getting this released posthumously has gone into effect, and we have now seen it. Yes, or uh, you know they do give him his job and all that, and then as we understand about Matt, good you know a career of making fakes is there's no glory in that yes i gotta release this movie yes and do it. and yeah
2: both are so believable i know and so interesting and they say such i don't know different things about like uh as far as the intent of this movie by the actual filmmaker matt johnson like i think each interpretation says to me would whichever if I asked Matt Johnson, like which interpret if if you had to choose between these two interpretations, which one do you think is real? That says so much about him and what he thinks about conspiracy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder theories. if he'd even answer that. question. I don't question. think he would. I don't right? think he would. Because yeah. that it's the reason to leave you with that ending is so that we have this conversation. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, think he so cops to it. It is yeah. fascinating.
0: Yeah. I, I do love when when ambiguity is played like that. Yeah, me because too. Because it gives you so much more to work with. That's why I fucking love Us so much. That's why yeah, I fucking yeah. love It Follows so much. There's yeah, just sure. so many things to talk I about. I
2: want to chew on these things. Yeah. You yeah. Know? These, these things are more interesting to chew on.
0: So here's the question yeah. then. Did uh, Owen... Yes. Kill himself, or was he cleaned or up? Or was he cleaned up? I know. And there's enough in the movie to say that he has just had enough, and he's so afraid yep. that he's just gonna kill himself so that they stay away from his family, yep. or they just made it look like a suicide because that's what was happening. Is they yeah. were cleaning up at that point.
2: Well, and it's like, it, oh man, this gets into so many more layers of just like conspiracy theories because at this point, I'm now making my own conspiracy theories about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because it's like I don't have any evidence to back this up, but. If my claim that Matt is actually who has those other two filmmakers out there filming some of this stuff to get Mm -hmm. even more footage for his movie, then maybe Owen did just kill himself out of paranoia that Matt basically created. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then Owen's death is on his hands, you know? And maybe that's why he can't go in and talk to Owen's wife and let him know what he found in the garage. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You know, like... I don't know. It's it's very well.
0: I th- when I read that scene like yeah. that, he didn't want to go in and tell her. I just thought that was indicative of the fact that Matt seems to be the type that does not tackle problems head on. Right. He adds layer after layer of band aids, but just does it so well that they hold up. Yeah. You know, he is constantly running from. It. It's like we got fired. It's like no, we didn't. We didn't get fired. We got hired to do a new job that they just don't know we we got hired <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, yet. yeah. Yeah. So then he does the new job. You know, it's like oh no, no, listen, no, no. we can't get we can't get back from the moon. Yeah. So let's just. We'll film it. And yeah. you just go there and come back like yeah. halfway and yeah. we'll film with the rest. You know, everything is just running from that. Yeah. You know, just, you know, okay, fine. I, I will fake the moon landing, but I'm also going to make a movie just in case this all goes tits up. And then I have to prove that I made the movie. Yes. It's, and so then, okay, here's a question. Okay. So
2: when their little handler at NASA... Yes. Cigarette smoking. He's yeah. like my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, I cigarette think actually, smoking his guy. name, I believe, is on the script as well. He was okay. on the right... Because uh, what, what, that character's Souls, name I is... I is the yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. He's also on the script, that character's name. Josh Bowles. Bowles, yes. And Bowles also helped write the script. Okay, um, so, yeah. So that is name. that guy's actual name. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So
0: Bowles pulls out a gun... Yes. And starts shooting at the dudes in the hats. So yep. then the question is... Uh, they never really explicitly say who Bowles works for, whether he's a NASA guy or a CIA guy, do they? Well, I, I read that he's CIA.
2: I, I I believe that at the very least, Matt and Owen are meant to think he's a CIA handler. Okay, or something. yeah, yeah, he's yes. like a handler yep. of sorts. Yeah. Is how I read it.
0: Yep. So he pulls out a gun and starts shooting these guys. Yep. Um, is that did he not hit these guys because they are his buddies? Well, and this is just all part that's of Owen's that? That's Owen's thing. Or does he not know them, and it goes bigger? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Is he or is uh, Matt mad when he starts shooting? Because those are his guys. Yes, and he doesn't right. want to. You know, that's right. part of his ruse. Do you I just don't shoot my friends? Yeah. I have no clue. Is that why the is that why the car malfunctions and he can't track them down? Yeah, exactly. You know? But then the thing is, they do start shooting back during yes. the car chase. I know. It's yeah. It's it's wild. It's really interesting. And so I I my read is that they are. My preferred read, since I guess there's enough ambiguity to not have a concrete one. Sure.
2: I believe that they are CIA cleanup yes. guys. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that what I was saying before, that m- through Matt's own ambition, mm. he would get himself caught up in a conspiracy of some kind that would result in his own death. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. makes the most sense to me, mm. that the CIA would be like, perfect. This guy is a perfect mark. He's actually good at this and will actually pull off the thing he's saying he'll do. And is dumb enough to just like do it without thinking twice about it, and then we can kill him off and never have a loose end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's kind of how I see him as a character. And what's weird is this movie has it in my head like at the end, like he's totally
0: the kind of guy that if a conspiracy was chasing him, yeah, he would be resourceful and lucky enough yes. to just stay alive.
2: Yeah, I mean we see him, but the Batman, world that his he's way in, through a wall. Yeah, yeah to, exactly. to escape at one just point, just to get out the back door.
0: Yeah, yeah, and but at the at the same time, this movie also creates enough fear in me that it's like no, nobody's gonna escape this nobody can escape it's ever present yeah yeah. and so yeah i don't know where where i land as to why we have this movie right yeah where this found footage came from because and who does he give it to at the end right doesn't he ultimately give it to the cameraman i guess i think that was the cameraman but someone's also filming that well they they definitely have two
2: cameramen one of i noticed this he keeps saying we're a team of four yeah yeah. but we only ever actually see three people on screen Yeah, we meet the one cameraman. we meet one and i don't think we ever meet the other maybe
0: he's the other one Right. It could be that. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. he does say something like, these aren't really labeled. You got A, B, yep, blah, blah. And yep. the guy's like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like, it, it suggests he has some kind of knowledge. Yeah. I'm going to dip into my notes. Oh, oh I, there's a line at the beginning that I thought was really funny that he says, that says everything about his character. Okay.
2: Um,
0: Matt, you mean? Matt. Yeah. He says, if we pull this off, we're going to look like geniuses. Yeah, yeah. We're not geniuses. Right. We're not going to have done it. Right. We're going to look like geniuses. Yes. That's and so that good. And that leads me to think, like, here's a guy who's doing it because he wants to be seen as yes. great. But yes. he's embarking, as I said before, on a project that he can't actually be seen. Yes. Uh, you know, these. I, I think he released <laughs> this movie in Definitely. terms of the question because of things like that. Right. And then... um, well, well, yeah, uh, yeah, go. Oh, no, I, I, he reminded me so much of the director character in Butterfly Kisses. He, oh, dude, totally agreed. Uh, because he is this asshole, like an ambitious asshole, yes. who's not necessarily a bad guy, right. but is almost psychopathic in his uh, ser- very good ability to give less consideration to everything around him but himself. You he's, know, He's a narcissist in a way.
2: He is willing to do both ethically and morally ambiguous things. Yes. Not even ambiguous like bad uh things. Bad to do things what he that wants. he can expl- he yeah. can sell to himself yeah. aren't as not bad. He's right. capable of doing that. Yeah.
0: But whereas and I, I forget his name, whereas the butterfly kisses director
2: guy yeah. is like laughably incapable. He's um, he he is lying to himself in a way that he believes. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know that Matt believes his own lies as much as he believes in his ability to sell those lies. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you know? he's that guy's laugh like laughably
0: incapable and I wrote that Matt is devilishly capable. Yes. He's actually very good at what he's doing. He's a fantastic filmmaker yes. and he knows this. Yes. And so he and he knows that he can schmooze, he yep. can work. And so the it's weird seeing that same level of narcissistic self-serving uh just completely egotistical but relatively harmless asshole just having one of them being capable and one of them be very capable it's very interesting to see how both of those paths lead to a level of destruction
2: well it's also not that uh i need to bring this kind of like commentary into it but it's like a big difference between those two characters then too is that one of them quote unquote has a badge like yeah. one of them has the quote-unquote law on his side. And I don't mean that like that means he's doing lawful things. He's doing very unlawful yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But he's got the, the, he has the the sort of shield has, of he armor. He has less to lose he, because of that. He has the sees, shield yeah. of armor of of the law, quote-unquote, being on his side, mm. you know, um, which is very interesting to me. I feel like we are, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, this idea that like we're living in a world where it's like, hmm. That badge doesn't mean a whole lot about actual justice. Yeah, what yeah, it yeah. really means is you can do a whole lot without having to be responsible for yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: and in fact, it might even push you to do yes. that more. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's in
0: terms of a lot of these, a, a lot of a lot of film, like you know that that sort of character, the director that wants to make a statement with their movie is typically they're trying to make a statement to bring down some authoritarian structure. Whereas Matt Johnson, his job is to uphold it. Yes. His job is to make sure that nobody sees any chinks in the armor. Yeah, That he has to just, everything's fine, people. Nothing to see here, even though you are all always going to be looking. That's like, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's very interesting. I wrote a note. I wrote the quote, who would believe it? Um, because there is a lot of fun being had at the expense of conspiracy theorists, yes. at least in an ancillary way, yeah, and a lot of the things that they do to fake the moon landing in this are the suppositions that conspiracy theorists make as to how they did it, yes. And but uh, Matt's defense is it's too crazy. Who would believe (laughs) that we did this? And it's funny now because you're like a lot of people believe it, despite having
2: incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. I know. I love and I love that the 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 real jab to me that's being taken there is the reason he's saying who would believe it is that's his justification for why it will work yeah yeah do you know what i mean like yep. it'll work because it's so fucking crazy nobody would ever believe we faked this yeah they would have to believe we they would went to have the to believe it's real because yep. the the alternative is insane
0: and then it's completely the opposite yeah, of that yeah. is how the uh, how the conspiracy theorists feel. Yes, Like, yeah. it's impossible to have gone to the moon. It would have been much easier to hire Stanley Kubrick and yeah. have literal yeah. tens of
2: thousands of people live a lie for yes. hundreds of you. Okay. Yeah, well, and I love the way this movie trades on those conspiracy theories, as you were saying, where it's like, the conspiracy theory as I know it is that Kubrick himself literally faked the moon landing for the government, right? Mm. The way this movie presents a conspiracy theory is that... Kubrick was experimenting with special effects for 2001 A Space Odyssey, and this filmmaker weaseled his way onto that set to be able to see how those special effects worked, and then brought them back to NASA to use them to fake the moon landing. Mm.
0: You know what I mean? He even has that quote, too, where he was like, do you guys
2: see? Yeah. He's
0: like, he's got NASA consultants to make his fake movie about space look real. And we are taking his movie to yeah. make
2: our fakes. You know, like it's, I forget how he says yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it it is like really amazing the way they trade on like the actual conspiracy theories mm-hmm. that exist and go. If we tweak them a little bit. They almost sound even more believable. They're more believable. You know, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. We get you to that impossible yes. thing with a better story now. Yeah, We've
0: it, refined your conspiracy. It, exactly. Theory. Yeah. 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 It's, I almost want to believe it because it's fun. Oh, I know. It's like,
2: and, and that's the other thing is this movie. I don't believe it. We went to the phone. Oh, yeah. We moon. did yeah, go to the movie. We 100% moon. went to the moon. Uh, 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 uh Hey, everybody. That's we why we have all the, the cheese. Moon. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's great also that there's so much footage of him watching a trip to the moon, just yeah, as yeah. an aside. Well, that's when he has the the idea. He
0: yes. has that aha moment. Yes. Of another, There's a great montage in the middle that really speaks to his character and really speaks to his MO and mm. how he's able to do it. And it is when he is trying to get on the phone with Stanley Kubrick. Oh, yes. So and fun. so it's just a bunch of hypercuts that start with, my name's Matt Johnson, and I am part of a documentary film, and I, I want to talk to him. Okay, I'm a documentary film, filmmaker from NASA, and we want to talk to Stanley Kubrick. But And like each one streamlines that a little bit until it finally gets to the point where it's like, my, my name's Stephen Kubrick, yeah. I'm Stanley's brother. Our mother is That saying. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Kubrick, Stanley's brother, and uh, our father's in the hospital. Yeah, we yeah. need to talk. And like it really gets to the point where he has to create this the most bullshit narrative just to get onto the set. Yep. And I think he ultimately gets to. We're gonna actually interview the 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 consultants on yes. Kubrick's movie. Yeah. God, my brain
2: hurts. No, I know it's, it's insane. It's really insane. And and it's so easily digestible, though. It's I, not
0: something that that
2: I was just gonna say becomes I, painful. I, I think like um to to kind of like round out some discussion about mm. this movie is like the best thing about this movie is just how fucking entertaining and watchable it is. Like mm-hmm. we're talking a lot about the actual mechanics of like how do you make a movie like this and like. The story itself being a story about a story about a story, all that stuff aside. Matt Johnson is like a ridiculously entertaining presence on screen that is fun to spend 90 minutes oh, with. Oh, yeah. And made a very entertaining, legitimately funny movie and about this. a very this. compelling character. Yes. It's a
0: compelling character, which is something that is almost 100% devoid from found footage by design. Uh, agreed. Um, you have to be just expendable, and you have to get out of the way of the camera, because yes. the camera's the character in yeah. found footage. But he, he's subverted that completely.
2: And, like, we were talking about this as we were watching it. Now, I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. I, I'm a terrible actor. I'm not, you know, I, I'm so I'm a terrible. Well, actor. <laughs> I'm none of the things you would need to be to make this, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. But even if I were a, 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 a Matt Johnson, like somebody that's capable of like this kind of filmmaking and stuff, I can't imagine betting on myself like he had to, right? Yeah. Like, he, I,
0: I he actually had to pull this ruse on a couple yeah. people consistent
2: to the character that he's trying to create for us. That's unreal. That's unreal. That's fucking insane. That's like, he should have won Best Actor and Best Director for this movie. Do you know what I mean? And Best Stunt Driver. Yeah, yes!
0: There's this amazing scene oh, in the please, middle, one yes, of my favorite
2: uh, car chase scenes
0: in a movie, and it, nothing like too uh, hyperkinetic happens. No, it's no. pretty high speed, but yeah. what makes it exceptional is that it's shot by a camera that's in the backseat of the car that Matt is driving, Yes. and they're being chased, and so this camera's going back and forth, and it's very steady without being uh like a uh, fake steady right you know it's not a, a faux created thing. Uh, It's definitely handheld It's definitely catching all of the action Somehow gathering all of the geography Of the track that they're being chased on And then the gunplay comes in Yes. And we have what appears to me To be in-lens bullet holes Appearing in glass, however you end up doing that All the while, Matt Johnson Is doing some pretty hefty stunt driving It's definitely him driving in this car All that together is really impressive When you sit back and think about it But if you don't think about it, it's just like a total banger of a chase scene In the middle of this movie that comes out of where it doesn't feel ostentatious to the tone of the movie is, like, pretty breathless. It's It's very well, it's, like,
2: an extremely well-executed car chase... In an interesting format to be trying to do a car chase, you know? it
0: actually comes at the time like the bridge point of the movie. That yes. part of the song that every found footage movie has the lead characters breaking out into a sprint, right? Yes. Blair, which does it, yep. you know, everybody does it to yep. where it's like this is the point where they're running, and we just have to assume the action. So yeah. this still has that function of a crazy action sequence happening in lens to the found footage, but without succumbing to by the nature of the genre that having to be, uh. You know, when they break off running in in Blair Witch, to keep the conceit alive, you have to just leave fil- concerns of filmmaking behind. Yep. yep or else we don't believe that yeah. they're still... Like, and why so, are you filming?
2: So you get, like, pukey footage. You basically. get pukey footage, yeah.
0: because it has to be, or else it I'm would I'm glad we both fake. immediately agreed on yeah. what that term meant. It's the it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I remember I saw Blair Witch with my dad, and I pretended not to like it, because he hated it so much, yeah. and that was his reason. He was like, I, I couldn't look at that. Like, yeah. what, do you, yeah. what is that? That's yeah. not a movie. Yeah. But to do that, you have to throw out filmmaking wisdom yes. just to get the suggestion of they're running with a camera. Yep. And the question is, do you want the believability, or do you want the action? They absolutely cannot coexist and this actually somehow
2: found a way this to prove that they can. It's this like, is like
0: a butterfly kisses, and yeah. that it answers all of those questions.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a remarkable movie. And and again, it's like to me, maybe the most remarkable thing about it is that all of this shit aside, I could sit my seventy year old dad in front of it, and he'd be like, "Wow, what an entertaining movie!" Yeah, you it's know cool. what I mean? Like, it, and if and also it
0: is of a time. I y- think yes. my dad would watch it and be like, "That's cool." Yeah, because he saw the Kennedy assassination. Right. Yes. He yeah. saw yeah. the Point moon two. landing. Yeah. yeah, that's like. That's wild. Yeah. People love that time. I know. I, I mean, and okay, you know, let's talk about that for please, a second. When I it. saw this movie, it was, uh, the filmmaker was in attendance. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so he did a Q&A this. afterwards, and someone asked, you know, why did you decide to set a movie in the you know, space race era. Yeah. And he said something so interesting and this is a while ago and honestly, I'm only having this memory because it was Mm. triggered by Garrett recognizing that he pronounced sorry as sorry. Sorry. I know he's a Canadian filmmaker. And so that reminded me of his answer was something to the effect of in Canada, there was no... You know, we, we watched the space race from outsiders. Yeah, we didn't there, there was participate no entity of, we're going to space. We did it. Yeah, And even though it, it's a global concern, yes. you know, like, and I, you know, America, I guess, to some degree, tried to make it like, no, this was a global achievement. We still put our fucking flag up there. Of course. You know? we, yeah. And so it's... Uh, a. Yeah. He said it was just one of those things where we watched that and said that is such an exciting, cool thing that I know really nothing uh, about in terms of an experiential thing. Right, kind I know what thing. it's like to watch it. I know what it's like to see that but not, not be it. in it. Yeah. I want to set a movie there yeah. because that's a cool thing. Like, there was just like a rock and roll space cowboy mentality of yeah. that sort of thing that is so cool. Yeah. And yeah, you know the same way that, as I understand it, Europeans thought all Americans were cowboys for a while. Right. I could very well, the same allure being attributed to this, from a you know another country as well.
2: Yeah, every American's an astronaut.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and astronauts are space cowboys. Yep. That is a, that is a thing. We yep. all know that. New frontiers. New front. New frontiers. That was part of their their chat. Yep. Frontiers. Good. Good yeah, word. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Uh, so I that, I just thought that was super interesting. No, that really it was like, Yeah, he he just liked the space race, yeah. and so I think that. That enthusiasm is infectious and it tapped into that same feeling I get as someone yeah. who didn't live through the space really? race, but who's seen Apollo thirteen. Yeah. Who's seen Apollo eighteen
2: <laughs> who's seen uh, you know first man. It would be and- like it would be like us writing a movie about like a maple syrup heist because yes. <laughs> we because we don't get to live through those things.
0: Exactly. It's just yeah, and so it because of his enthusiasm about how neat that era was it yeah. ends up being a very exciting recreation of that era which is now i don't want to say tropey, but there right. is an image oh, credence yeah. clearwater revival is in your <laughs> 60s yes. movie it has to happen yeah. if it's definitely in your vietnam movie yeah, you know, yeah. it's and so those things are you know he captures that yeah. what do you wear when you work at nasa well of course you wear a skinny white tie a short sleeve button up shirt and horn rim glasses <laughs> (laughs) Uh, You have a buzz cut. That is what you wear at NASA. That is the image. Even in Armageddon, that's what Billy Bob Thornton looks like when he gives the amazing, just stupid scientific speech about the The firecracker in the hand. hand. Probably the most brilliant piece of scripting I can think of because it sold me on the utterly retarded concept (laughs) of Armageddon with a very, very, very layperson's description that is so evocative that it worked. I was like, my imagination is in this. Send Michael Clark Duncan to the asteroid.
2: Go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like your uncle trying to explain how like a piece of machinery works. Yeah. It's yeah. the dumbest thing anyone's ever said, but it's but like yeah, they get I, to I that understand. conceptual yeah. reality. But, yeah. you know, but
0: I, you, what I mean is Billy Bob Thornton has that imagery. Yes. There's an imagery of the 1960s space race that we understand. This taps into that. And yeah. the fact that it comes from an outsider whose imagination was sparked by that. In yeah. a way, tells the value of that, why it's important that you know NASA do shit, like send probes out into space. It, know, it, it makes it as exciting as it must have actually felt. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. You get that great footage of all the people parked out uh, yeah. to watch the thing get launched. Yep. Um, you know, people carving into the ground, like, uh, bring bring back Apollo 11 or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Good or, luck, you know, I think. Good luck, about, luck yeah, that good kind luck of Apollo thing. 11, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, so cool. So I love cool. this movie, man. And it uses the famous... Uh, Dallas speech from JFK about how we do this and the other things, not because, but like that is an iconic speech and it is what we all think of. um, It it, that's something that blows my mind. Kennedy said in '62, I think that speech was made that we're going to go to the moon by the end of the decade, and it was strictly just a like I want to capture the imagination of the world, but also make sure that we beat those damn Russians, you know, to this innovation. And it's one of those things that I wonder if we would have had the wherewithal to pull it off if the very next year he weren't killed. Right. Because when he was killed, suddenly it was, that was essentially his will to us. Yes. We have to get it done yes. in honor of yeah. this beloved president's yeah. life. Yeah. That is how. That is such a fascinating social force. Yeah. If he was still alive and became, you know, two-term president or whatever like that, would he have gotten us to the moon, or so, would
2: something else have happened? Because we don't know, we'd have somebody to make excuses to. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like his passing means like we we don't even have somebody to make excuses. Would to. we have we'd had time do it for not. Operation Northwoods? Right. keep saying yeah, Because you know, yeah, yeah. he, he had the whole Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah. he had yep. all Bay of Pigs, all
0: that shit. Yep. But because he died, we were just like, we we have to yes, go. Yes, we yep. have to honor him, this and our we have to beat the Russians. To, yeah,
2: yeah. We did it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Or did we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Uh.
0: How did we break through the dome over the top of this flat plane of Earth? We don't know.
2: I guarantee by the way, there's like a a subreddit somewhere that is about how the movie Operation Avalanche is somehow evidence for the fact that all the conspiracy theories are actually true. It's like a it's a coded confession from the Kubrick estate. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because
0: that's what I mean... you may think that this is just an indie movie from some Canadian right. filmmaker, but it's very, very clear that uh Do you
2: believe someone could lie to NASA? And well get Matt in Johnson's there to a film? crisis actor. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah, he's yeah.
0: doing. Right now at a time of division, yeah, you know, he's here yeah. to you know, it's yeah. a whole stupid it's so thing. So good. Yeah. I really love this movie.
2: And it makes me like real A, I need to see the dirties. Yeah, I really want like to see the it. I want to see like what he does there and like what he's capable of. I'm very what he interested looks like in, that? in
0: it, it, No, I didn't yeah, I just now when I when I looked at it. I didn't realize he's also in that. In the dirties, uh he looks, it's very funny. Let me uh get the picture that I saw. Yeah. He looks like, a he's a high school kid. Whoa. How funny is that? That's amazing. I mean, I and I actually don't know what his age is. Right. But yeah. And like there you can see Owen's yep. face. Yep. They look yep. like. Wow. They
2: really do look young.
0: They look like me and one of my friends in high yeah. school. Complete with Bruce Lee t-shirt. <laughs> yep.
2: That's like. That's amazing. Well, and it just, I'm very curious like what he's up to now, you know? Yeah. Like, I I would be very interested in what else he wants to do, because it seems like he likes to work in this format. But, you know, a a lot of filmmakers want to do a lot of different things. Like, does he want to keep doing these like sort of pseudo documentaries or I don't know? I'm just very curious, like what else he's capable of. His only other
0: credits after this is he plays. He has two acting roles after Operation Avalanche. One is a movie called Spice It Up. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um a Film Student Struggles to Complete Her Thesis Project. Okay. And then the other one is something called Nirvana, The Band, The Show. And Nirvana I is spelled like with two of N's, like nerve Anna. Yeah. Um, and it stars Matt. Matt and Jay, which is Jay McCarroll. Okay. Um, who does not have any credits. Wait, wasn't that the, the name
2: of the musician that you kept pointing out in the credits of... Uh... Uh, Operation Avalanche? Let's see. I think it was.
0: No, but he does have uh, two soundtrack credits: The Baroness Von Sketch Show huh. and The Dirties. But Nirvana, the band, the show is a, let's see, it's a show that's apparently active. There's 16 episodes. It looks like it's a Vice production. Yep, yep. Through a series of misadventures, Matt and Jay try to inch ever closer to fulfilling their lifelong dream of playing a show at Toronto's Rivoli, a small concert space in Toronto's West End. Interesting. I imagine this probably has some sort of...
2: I bet he's behind that crazy. Some sort of guerrilla idea to it. Yeah.
0: There's other directors attributed to it, but he has a couple episodes and he is the star, so... Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. I'm definitely sold on it. I'm very interested do in more of, of his stuff. Dirties. Yeah, it's just so fun. Like, what a what a great idea to just make this weird undercover filmmaking style, yeah. but to make fiction. Yeah, that's so it's, cool.
2: Yeah, the um, you know the other movie I'm familiar with that sort of uses a similar concept is the um, the Disney World one. Um,
0: oh, Escape from Tomorrow. Yes, yes, yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That movie. I've not seen it. I would like to. That I, I it's worth got watching. very mixed reviews. It's I, I actually think it's like a pretty bad
0: movie yeah. and like the lead guy in it is like kind of repulsive to me. I don't okay. know why. Yeah. He just like really grossed me out. Um he's he's like a he's just like he reminds me of a lot of bad dads I've seen yes. in life. Okay. And so yep. like he yep. just he's probably a great guy, but uh it, but it's totally worth watching because it's it's bold that they, yeah. that they yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. But I've never been to Disney World. I imagine mm, I would yes. feel that much differently if the things that were happening, the the items that I'm seeing, because like yeah, there's some iconography like Epcot and things sure, like that. Sure. I guess, but that I recognize. But I imagine if you were there, a lot of them being at the park would feel Have a bigger cooler. impact, yeah. probably. Yeah. So yeah. it's a cool gimmick. Yeah. But it, it also like it dips into like like Lynchian surrealism, right? And so while that's fun and I think is a a cool uh, uh, aggressive choice and I, I appreciate when people do that, I was not nearly as engaged with it as I was both times watching Operation sure. Avalanche. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that, this is a cool story. This movie's fantastic. Served. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, so really glad you really liked it. it, man. I was afraid that maybe my memory from it was like screener hype. Sure. Yeah. And just, you know, because I literally watched that and then wrote the review of it on a plane because yeah. I left the theater and hopped on a plane to, to go on vacation. Yeah. And so, like, it was. This movie I could like, have been hyped. This worked so well. Right on. I'm yeah. glad. And yeah, and it worked even better this time. Yeah. You've seen it again. Yeah. Very cool. Super cool. cool.
2: Really interesting. So, do
0: you want to talk John Wick three? Yeah, let's talk John Wick three. Um, Also, I'm totally gonna. We're gonna find a way to put this podcast in front of Matt Johnson. Yeah. So, Matt Johnson, if you're listening, you will need to
2: contact us that we can interview you. We would love to talk to you. Love to hear more. I am so interested in like really legitimately like what it took to make this movie. Yeah. And like, I probably will try and get you to answer some questions about like what really happens at the end of this movie but I don't want you to answer them. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just whispering that into the microphone right now. Like avoid answering those questions. I'm going to ask them. I have to. Yeah. Oh or yeah. Don't answer them or answer them or do, do
0: what you want to do. Yeah. He's Ooh. not even going to, he's not even going to uh, respond to our request for interview, but yeah. like one day a pizza guy is going to show up. <laughs> That's clearly him. And he's yeah. going to be like, Hey,
2: Oh, you guys got microphones in there. He's just going to have the box like halfway open <laughs> yeah, where yeah. we can see like a little <laughs> camera sticking out of it. Hmm, this pizza guy's suspicious. Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah. yeah all right so yeah operation avalanche success oh yeah (laughs) i I hope that does work and we somehow get to interview
2: him because i would love i I would love to talk to him Uh, that'd be cool yes um I, w- I would love to talk to Matt Johnson. And right.
0: honestly, I know that Eric Christopher Myers is listening because he's a fan of the show, and we yes. love you, buddy. Yes. Um, I regret not inviting you on for yeah, this episode actually... because, like, the it would it, w- it would have been perfect. So, if you're familiar with this movie, yeah, well, we can make that happen. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with this movie, you should absolutely watch it, buddy. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're, you'd love it. Ooh,
2: what if that's what if that is our new mission in life is to connect filmmakers that we think should talk to each other. Oh my god! The two of them
0: teaming up, right? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, Butterfly Kiss also used guerrilla filmmaking, yeah. where yeah. they they convinced some of the people it was real. And, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, to a degree.
2: Yeah, and and just their obvious both of their obvious obsessions with like making a found footage movie that has yeah. internal logic that actually works that you
0: supports know? the the yeah. mechanism. Yeah. It's yeah. so wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so good. Really good. Well, All right, so we're talking assassins I, th- because of yes, John Wick three. To switch III. to a
2: movie that was made entirely in pre production and then got made. Yeah, yeah.
0: John Wick John chapter Wick. three
2: Parabellum, which this is so crazy. Kicked my fucking teeth through the back of my skull yeah. over and over again. There's a f- a knife fight in a
0: knife store. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Let me get that, let me say that again. There's a knife and hatchet fight uh-huh. in a knife and hatchet store. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's incredible
2: i, I uh, th- okay and all items are behind glass and no one has a key just to get this out of the way because i feel like you know we're going to do a little list about assassins and stuff yeah, we don't yeah. want to spoil john wick 3 for you we want you to be able to go enjoy it we just want to make sure you do go enjoy it because it should be one of the biggest movies this summer it fucking rules it rocks really hard trilogy cred through the fucking roof yeah. on john wick i like, think it ends here it doesn't I, have to. It I doesn't think, have I to. I think it's, as with it, any series, it could is always a, go. It is, this movie has a beautiful ending mm. because it feels like a nice conclusion to a, a great trilogy while also feeling like this world could continue moving on if it wanted to.
0: And it's oddly an ethically sound close yes. where where you go, okay, you know what? If you take stock of everything, you go, man, you know what? I think this is correct. That's right. Yeah, yeah this is right. This yeah. is this is proper. This suits the story. This yes. suits the world. But, it man. It
2: is the... I, I, chad Stileski is uh legit quickly becoming like one of my favorite working filmmakers and like,
0: not even just because of the choreography no. like dude's become like like has has a an inventive lens he's, like, got, he, a he's got a directorial stamp and yeah.
2: style and i think
0: lights too i mean i don't think he worked on this one because he was doing right uh well, Hobbs and cars y-
2: yes and that's the thing is like so it's uh, j- the original job. i'm sorry carson th- shaw yeah carson shaw <laughs> yeah <laughs> i fucked that up i'm sorry guys Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> cars, and family, that's cars, and family. Cars, cars and Family. Cars and Family. The Fast and Furious <laughs> present Cars and Family. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they, they have split off since the first one, right? Like the second one was also only directed by Stileski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think that. I'm trying to remember. I think that, that Leitch was on the second one, but
2: uncredited, or I something. I believe. am not sure. They produced it together. I thi- uh, okay. O- only Stileski has the directing credit on that one. And, and Leitch, Leitch this one. did. Leitch did Atomic, Atomic Blonde, Blonde and uh, the Deadpools. Uh, deadpools. Yep. Like he. Okay. And so. They basically have gone on to have a, a splitting career um, where both of them have like very much established individual unique interesting directorial voices mm. uh i'm personally camp stelesky i really like his movies. i am too like I, a lot.
0: I think that he has more of a stamp but yeah. he also like he's playing in his own franchise agreed whereas twice now yes. uh yeah you know Light has played in an established franchise and i think to good effect like i'm very yeah. excited to oh, see Hobbs and shaw and see what he Deadpool does with looks great does um yeah.
2: yeah it's a lot of fun he's he, he uh anyway so i the thing that i, I like so much about these is just like They've given us these like new directors that I think are uh, excellent directors that are like kind of you know, they're 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 pushing action in American movies forward in mm-hmm. like good, positive, interesting ways, I think. It's I mean, I know that I think Stelesky was was Keanu Reeves's
0: stunt double. I think so. I know that they were both part of Reeves's team for a mm-hmm. lot of movies. Mm-hmm. They go as far back as The Matrix and all that. So like they're action guys. Yeah. And I think Ryan had sent me the interview and it was when uh it might have been when John Wick 2 came out and they talked about how it's like the, the reason that they're able to make the movies look the way that they do, at least in terms of the stunt work. Yeah. Is rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. Yeah. And unfortunately, with a lot of, uh, you know, like Disney has their release date set for the yeah. next 40 years. I know. That's deadlines. Yeah. And so yeah. when you have deadlines, corners have to be cut. Yeah. But when you start with the choreography and start with rehearsal and you, you factor that into your deadlines. Yeah you're able to do that much more. You yep. don't have to hide things with editing. You can be showy about your action. So the fact that they come from a world of it was their job to create the action, whether it was in conjunction with the filmmaking or despite the filmmaking, now that they are the filmmakers as well, it, you just, outside of the raid, you don't see action like this. And like the raid's another one. He's uh, Evans is pushing action yep. further as well, but in a different stylistic direction. Yes. Uh, but I love that the rule now is if anyone fights in a movie, the raid guys have to be there. Yes, I know. They, they do they show, also up. <laughs> show up. <here. laughs> they are a couple of them are there. I'm also
2: realizing his name may be Stahelski. I'm not Stahelsky, sure if it's Stahelski it. or Stahelski. I think it's Stahelski. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is it is remarkable to me that all three of these movies are as good and as entertaining as they are, and I think that John Wick three. Um, uh, I, I won't say whether I like it more or less than any other John Wick movies because that is such a bizarre measure since they're all so so good. Yeah. What I will say is this movie once again Stahelski. Stahelski, right? Yeah. yeah. This movie once again like shows me things I've not seen before. Mm-hmm. It, it, it goes above and beyond to give me some like really incredible sequences that are that are really unlike other things I've seen in movies. They're before. trying new stuff. Yeah
0: there's there's certain sequences that like even in the moment i was like all right this is super exciting but i and then now i'm going back to them as like Oh, that was actually kind of an impossibility yes. that I witnessed. Like That yeah. was revolutionary. Yeah.
2: It's it's cool. And it's a fucking stellar experience with a crowd. Oh, man. Our crowd had was so the best time watching this. <laughs> Everyone groaning,
0: cheering, freaking out, giggling uh, uncomfortably because someone got fucked up in some interesting way. It's
2: crazy. I, I can't encourage you enough to go see it opening weekend and oh, yeah. see it with a packed house. Yeah, you
0: already shat the bed on the intruder, you motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you needed to see that opening night.
2: Yeah, th- this is... Um, I, I like I am going to see this again next weekend. Oh, when without it comes a doubt. Out, without I, I, I a doubt. I can't wait. It it was such a fucking thrilling experience. I I just and I mean these movies are big badass Pop Tarts basically. Mm. So like they they are specifically designed for this me. This one had a more radiant color palette though. I agree. It kept the
0: neon. Yep. It kept the whole Spencer's gifts yep. Wildberry yep. Pop Tarts thing. But like New York looked like Hong Kong. Yes. Um. There was there was definitely uh, an influx of more oranges and blues. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I just think this he was is, trying to make it richer.
2: It's not just your purples and blues. Mm. If, but if,
0: it's that is still the anchor yes. that the color theme goes back to. So yep. it still looks like a John Wick movie, yep. but it looks like John Wick 3.
2: It's got a more lush palette, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, but it, it, uh, it looks good, and... There's so much imagery populated on the screen at any time that it should be, uh, it it should be gobbledygook, right? But I was amazed at how much visual information was coming through without it becoming cryptic, without Agreed. it becoming strange. It, it's impressive, yeah. And it, it's just it's pure mayhem it, yeah. in a great way. Yeah. It's managed
2: mayhem. Super enjoyable. Like, a lot of it's it.
0: just lights. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is just some some cool lighting it's applied a, well.
2: It's amazing what just a very what, like honestly, what good um, production design can do for a movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, Who's it, the DP on this? Uh, I don't know, actually. I, and I don't know if it's, like, a DP they've used for these movies previously or not. They they definitely all look of a piece to me, but that does not necessarily mean it's the same uh, uh, DP on all of them. Same as John
0: Wick 2. What year did John Wick 1 came out? 14? Fourteen. 14? Okay, so he didn't do John Wick 1. He did John Wick 2, he did The Shape of Water. Oh, interesting. The Crimson Peak. What's his name? Uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Dan uh, Laustsen. Laustsen? Okay. Dan Laustsen. He's Danish. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he came on for... John Wick Two, yeah, but in the same way, John, John Wick One sort of had its foot in the door of a 1980s action movie. Yep, you know, there's a, there's just like a, a slug it out beat em up sequence on a dock in well, the in the. And
2: it also it has the red circle club sequence, which yeah, is yeah. the neon sequence of that movie, and otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah. does not necessarily have that aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it's, it's more the, the 80s grime, yeah. but crisp. Yep, yep, and then they bring the pop tart into yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I, I think that sequence was so beloved. They were like, "Oh, that's what these movies look like." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And
0: I think that's what a lot of the the ad campaign ended yes. up looking. Yep. And the ad campaign on this takes that even further. The yes, posters absolutely. For this have been incredible. Yeah, so good. But they have more oranges, they have yep. more rich colors while still holding on to Pop Tart. Yep. It's so fun. I just love that that's just become academic I, now. I love it's it. It's perfect. To, I love it. It's perfect. It's the best shorthand ever. It's so good. And, um, yeah, and so this just, this is a trilogy that I think escalates in intensity and yep. escalates in uh, craft. But without doing that typical, we got to go bigger to the point where it topples over. Oh, it, it's, it's um, impressive. It
2: is amazing to me that uh, this trilogy is, and this is going to sound weird to say, for... Movies that do have a pretty big weird mythology, mm. as grounded as they are. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's because the the the
0: mythology is consistent and it's yep. very believable in the world. Yeah, I understand why this this uh, this underworld has popped up. Yeah, but also I just think the way that they've expanded the mythology has always been organic and always yep. been natural. That part of like if it was 2 hours of just people beating the shit out of each other that would be fine but yeah. it, you would eventually feel pummeled yeah um, the fact that the between scenes are compelling in a plot sense and yes. in a world building sense that's the secret that's the ace in the in the sleeve of these movies yeah, i think yeah absolutely i mean keanu's the ace in the sleeve yeah. he's oh, so yeah. much better than anyone. he's he, the knife in yeah, the sleeve he's so good he's he's so great good. yeah he, i i do think this movie didn't have a it was lacking a moment like in the first one where he's like, So yeah, I'm back. Yeah. And you're yeah like, yeah. fuck, he's off. But I also think that he's also exhausted at this point. Yeah. This is a week and a half into his killing spree. You yeah. know, these are all relatively in like Realish time
2: I did uh, you know without spoiling it I think what they kind of did though was give us a couple jokey moments where it seemed like we might get the I'm back line yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they withheld it from us yeah I think they were smart which is about kind of it. interesting yeah I yeah. like the catharsis of him having like a big moment Yeah, but
0: it, it also does make sense and makes sense to where this character is in his, in his week and in his life that it's yeah. just like, he just needs to, he needs to get the pieces put together. Also, dude's marching through a goddamn desert. I know. <laughs> it's
2: insane. I, just so that, w- uh, cause I don't even know. I was, I did not realize, uh, this person was going to be in this movie. And I think it might also excite the right audience. Uh, MVP Mark Dacascos yeah. showing up oh, in yeah. a John
0: Wick and having a great fucking time of Iron Chef America
2: yeah. and Double Dragon
0: Fan yeah. Only the strong. Oh. Shout out to uh, to uh, Liam and Josh. Yes, uh, like whose love for the uh, culture clash of uh-huh. Brazilian capoeira with Cuban thugs uh-huh. is uh, was was a very storied speech. Yes, yes, but man, they're not wrong. The movie's crazy to yeah. rules. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That might interest a
2: certain audience. That yeah. Mark Dacascos actually has a great role in this. Movie and really, he's really good in it, yeah. and,
0: and Halle Berry's used well, yeah. Oh, she's um, awesome, in she's this. fantastic in it. Um, actually, it, it, since we're trying to put a uh, you know, just beat 'em up, shoot 'em up uh franchise on every actor, or actress we can find, yeah, and like shooter didn't, or what What was the one with uh, the gunman with Sean oh, Penn? Oh, yeah, yes. didn't quite take, yeah, you know, uh, we've we've washed out Liam Neeson, like, yeah, he's a yeah. brand of his own, uh, so like he's he's out of the picture. You know, everybody tried to get one. Uh Jennifer Garner had oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. Pe- peppermint,
2: um, maybe? Something like that.
0: thirteen shooting at 30. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, peppermint or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Columbiana. Everybody tried to have yeah. it. But like Halle Berry just dropped her business card and was like, I actually can do
2: this. Oh yeah. She
0: really the choreography was she was on point. She was great. It was great. Yeah. Uh
2: well. So, in, right, honor in honor of, of what we think is uh, just an incredible, d- uh, definitely one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. Yeah. Let's bless. talk about some of our favorite on-screen assassins. All right. I made like a makeshift quick list here. Cool, cool, cool. I, I What's funny is I, I did
0: this like Conceptually, so don't have everybody by name.
2: That's fine. Uh, I'll start us off because I've got one that's a nice nod to our own show. Oh. I put Hannah on my list. Oh, yeah. I almost put Hannah and then I, I pulled it off because I figured it would come up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I figured because uh, you and I both love that movie. It was a discovery rules. for us. It was recommended by one of our listeners and we just did it, which, by the way, listeners, please do that more often. We love discovering movies that way. We had a blast yeah, watching That's Hannah like a together. perfect film. And yeah. that's
0: a movie that I slept on for no apparent reason. Nope. Yep. And I just needed to be pushed yep. in the right direction
2: loved it uh and you know is is um as far as assassin movies go uh basically plays on the concept of assassins like these sort of uh you know she is a trained killer of sorts mm. but like is not necessarily an assassin you know it's not about those things in the same yeah, way yeah. a john wick movie she is. she didn't become an assassin right. which is
0: something that all assassin movies study uh even if not abjectly they they it's the, you know, why did you get into this right, game? Right, right. You, you accepted a bunch of things when yeah. you took this job, and that's part of your truth She's now. born into She's it. She's born into it. And that it. makes it a different kind of thing. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's
2: a very fun, interesting take it's on cool Assassin flick. movies. And yeah. it
0: also has a one-take fight Ooh, scene. God damn it do is, I love uh, that scene. So a I rewatch it on YouTube like once every few months. Yeah, that's called a butt-thumper. But uh, you it's you did, a butt-thumper. Thumper. Yeah. It's a day. That's another instant, <laughs> instant term for a glossary. Yeah, it's a,
2: it's a real fucking butt thumper. Uh, so give me another butt thumping uh, assassin.
0: Uh, have you ever seen In Bruges? Oh yes. In Bruges is a movie about two assassins that, after a botched job, are hiding out in Bruges. Yeah.
2: And fucking Bruges, so fucking That's, Bruges. By seeing that movie, I mean I have fallen asleep during that movie. Oh, okay, you I really need, should I need watch to finish it. In Bruges. And
0: so it starts to become as the plot expands, as as uh, what's his name's plots do. Oh, uh, uh McDonough. McDonough. Yeah. It turns into you know, there's there's just more assassins assassins and assassinations popping around than than it lets on. Yes. The movie that we're watching, it turns out, is not the movie we're watching. It's a movie that, that lends itself to repeat viewings yeah. because it recontextualizes what each time you watch it, the plot keeps like spinning out, keeps of. spinning outward, yeah. and uh, it's also just funny. And if you have the DVD, there's a special feature that if you press play on it, it just is a montage of every time they say Bruges or fucking Bruges in the movie, <laughs> and it's very funny. That's funny. And it's Bruges, Bruges, fucking Bruges, Bruges, fucking Bruges, fucking Bruges, Bruges, fucking. It's so it's good. Pretty good.
2: So yeah, in Bruges, um, I don't know either. I gotta the finish his it. Name. It's really good. Yeah, it's I, I, really I gotta good. Finish it. Um. I I had to put this on my list. This seems like another obvious pull for me, but Kill Bill is on my list because oh, yeah, yeah. of the Deadly Assassination Squad. Mm. Uh, that is just a movie full of assassins, and I. Uh, it's still my favorite Tarantino. I just have so much fun watching that movie. It's, it rules. It just is so fun. It's impossibly good. It yeah, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I have good. to imagine that uh, John Wick is a little bit to that movie. Oh um, yeah, in. in more ways than one. Now that we've seen the third one as well, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of things that get not pulled directly from that movie, and also you can never really say anybody's pulling anything directly from Tarantino because he's yeah, pulling from so he's many other influences. influences you know? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, there's just so many things within the two volume set of Kill Bill that it's like this is why I like assassin movies mm. is like these scenes and the way these assassins, this world of assassins that are just on each other's tail all the time.
0: I think that kill bill speaks to the thematic. I mean, I think it's mostly concerned of the thematic idea of the cyclical nature of yes, violence. Exactly. And that's one thing that the John wick movies are interested in, in that they're so aware of it that they've, they have safe zones built in Yes, where it's like your bullshit can't come here. Yeah. 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 Um, there has to be, you know, that's our way of mitigating pure disaster. Yeah. Because if we just all start killing each other, then everybody ends up dead. Yeah. But if we can manage it with a set of rules, then we can control the chaos while still keeping our bloodlust alive. Right. And like that's something that Kill Bill is extremely concerned with yes. is just how violence does not actually ever solve anything. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. Very, yeah. I I had to include it. It's one of oh, the yeah. caves. I figured it would be there, so yeah. I didn't I didn't do it. Um But I did include Vincent Vega. Oh, good. Because Vincent Vega is a pretty bad assassin. He fails
2: miserably. He dies. Doesn't he get killed on a toilet, basically? He gets killed, yeah, when he... uh, Like coming out of the bathroom or something? He always...
0: Fucked things happen every time he uses the bathroom. The the diner gets robbed while he's in the bathroom. Uh, Mia overdoses while he's in the bathroom. Yeah and then he emerges from the bathroom and is shot by butch yeah but uh yeah that's his job is he is an assassin yeah. and he can't keep the right people alive and get the wrong people dead he yeah. just can't do it yeah and um you know, we could say it's because he's too obsessed with image or heroin, but uh,
2: yeah, he can't pull it off. He's like a hitman for hire that were it not for Jules would never get hired. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like his partner. And is without Jules is immediately killed. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: he would he would have survived that moment yep. because Jules would have been in the room where Butch came into. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, it's amazing that we can just call all those names, those characters it's, by name.
2: I think about that all the time where it's like the the movies that I just know the characters names of on the top mm. of my head are not always like i I've, I've seen pulp fiction i don't know maybe like three four i've not seen that movie a ton mm. of times i don't know their names because i've seen it so many times i know it because it's like that kind of movie where you just you remember it, it like, sticks yeah it, they're just full care i mean yeah. i've seen the movie a hundred times yeah. since
0: whatever do you remember what the robbers names were no pumpkin and honey bunny oh yeah right okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love that touch Pumpkin and anybody, so, yeah. so Vincent Vega. He That's is an so assassin. Like that. He has that awesome assassin's gun yep. that he gets shot to death with. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, he just didn't do it. Yep. couldn't pull it off. Oh, I like that choice. That's yep. fun. Uh,
2: I put uh, here, here's an interesting one, maybe because I just rewatched this recently and I re- and I have referred to this character this way. But as was saying, and,
0: yep. and he's also he kills uh, their buddy in the back seat. whose name I can't remember. Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. Total accidental. Like he cannot get the right people dead and the wrong people alive. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. funny. That's funny. He's a terrible
2: assassin. Uh I so I just re-watched this movie and I like this character a lot, and I have referred to this character this way before, but literally only occurred to me as I was making this list. The Terminator is literally an assassin. Yes, he is. And I had to put him on my list because I fucking love the original Terminator movie so much. I like the idea of uh, an assassin that's literally after an unborn child is like insane. Mm-hmm. That's like such an insane idea, you know, that because that's ultimately who his mark is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his, you know, it's like that's not who his mark is, but that's who his mark is. He's sto- he's stopping the idea of him. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's man. Terminator. Fucking so wild. Yeah, it's, it's and really he is good. an
0: assassin. And yeah. I think that's the uh, what's scary about an assassin. Yeah. What's scary about an assassin is that they are beholden to their paycheck. Yeah. They are not beholden to anything but getting the job done, yep. and so he's the ultimate assassin because he doesn't have a paycheck. Yeah, he's just programmed to get that job done, and the only thing that can stop him is a complete disassembly of him. Yes,
2: it's insane. Yeah, so good, so
0: good, man. Terminator. I didn't even think of Terminator. That's like, ra- I know, it, like, rolls.
2: and I've I always like my joke about him is, is oh, he's an abortion machine from the future. Yeah, what I'm saying there is he's an assassin. Yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah, know? that's it's true. Like, that's... He
0: is an abortion machine from the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: That's very funny. Yeah.
0: Actually, I heard recently in Georgia they said that, you know, hundreds of years in the future um to is is actually too uh too late in the term to get an abortion <laughs> so they're it's now illegal
2: yeah, so, yeah yeah yo
0: also though cheers to like all of the filmmakers yes. who are like sorry but uh i can't endanger the health of yep. my female employees yep. not filming in yep. georgia and it's a shame because i would love to see georgia's film industry yep. go yep but uh your government fucked up yep so i i you know uh, this is how sometimes things get done
2: yes and i i Honestly, I I would like to see uh, everybody that profits off of that Georgia tax out of there. Yeah, that to me that's like the biggest. thing. I would like to see Netflix get out of there. I'd like to see fucking Disney and Marvel get out of there. That's how you. I mean, that is how you change turn the tide. That's how you change it. You, you if Disney were to pull out of there, do you, can you imagine like how big that
0: would be? Like what mm-hmm. would change? It would change everything. Yeah, it would. And what's crazy about it too is that like once again, it's one of those things like, you know the, it's. How should I put it? The best way to attack this is from a logistical sense. Yep. And it's just, you know, as soon as it, it, very, especially now after Me Too, where we're just talking about workplace safety. Yes. That's the angle. Yes. It's just like, we actually can't employ them here. You can read this as an ethical thing. Yeah. You can read this however you want. But what it comes down to is I no longer have safety for my employees. Yep. So my business can't thrive here. Yep. You can just pull the fucking money card and it's it's valid. Yeah. And even if you are correctly on the side of the ethics that it's wrong for you to be making this decision, yeah. um, they're never going to listen to that. Right? Let the money um, do the talking. The money can do the yeah. talking
2: and there's so much fucking money yes. in play. Yeah. I just would really love yeah. to see it play. Yep. And uh, also would be, I think, a great move for an enormous corporation like Disney that I think is starting to scare more and more people in their enormity for them to make a very ethical, sound decision like that with Mm. their money. Yeah, I think that would look that would be very becoming of them. It's kind of funny how which Disney's, is a weird thing to say about a fucking company. Yeah, well, Disney's
0: Disney's game plan is the same as character Matt Johnson's yes. is in Operation Avalanche, where we go, Disney, you fucking bought everything. This is going to get real bad, and they go, Well, we did just give you the best Star Wars, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, you you really did. Yeah, yeah you yeah. knocked that one out of the goddamn yeah. universe. That yeah, was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Your methods are unconventional, but yes. keep those Star Wars coming. Yep. And then and fuck, keep they keep buying, buying everything. Yep. It's, I know. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Yep. Uh I I wanna say you're next. Here. Yep, yep. On three. Yeah. Um a history of violence. Oh, I've never seen that and i r I'm desperate to. I actually Corey and I are watching more and more Cronenberg movies. You're gonna love to we should it. do an episode on yeah, it. I would history love to. of
0: Violence rules. I actually just dug up the graphic novel from my parents' house yeah, yeah. because it's very different. And I read it before History of Violence. Mm-hmm. And there's an image in the comic. It's a yeah, graphic novel comic. It's yeah. a there's an image that is so Gruesomely body horror Cronenbergian that I couldn't wait to see it on screen. Whoa, and it's he not doesn't in the do movie it interesting because the plot's so different yeah. that it actually doesn't fit it Doesn't there. Apply, Yeah, and it was one of those moments where I was like, "Shit!" Like the Cronenberg that I fell in love with grew up, and he was right. Yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. right to do so. This movie's incredible, and yeah. he made the right classy choice. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Oh, but cool. that is a movie about a former hitman for the mob, mm-hmm. much like John Wick. Yep, who got out. Yep. And now his past is catching up to him. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, it's because it, I think what it is, is he like owns a diner now and someone robs it. Mm. He stops the robbery mm. and gets news coverage. Mm. And so people from his past go, that's the guy. That's our guy. Yeah. And interesting. so now he has to contend. Oh, that's with very that. interesting. I like it's that really idea. It's really, a good, really good Ed Harris is terrifying in it. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, William Hurt shows up. Ooh, and that, cool. Is it William Hurt or John Hurt? Which one's the younger one? Shh. Yeah, Bill Hurt. Bill Hurt. William Hurt, yeah. He's in one scene and he got nominated for supporting actor and it's like deserved. Oh yeah. That movie Maria Bello is just un. Oh, she's unreal. Probably the only movie I've ever seen that has like a full-on cannibalistic scene that is not shameful about it. It's oh, like interesting. it's real wild. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a it's a cool movie. Uh, yeah. The movie rules and cool. it's dark. Yeah. Uh, I love history of violence, uh, but because it's the dramatic not action oriented version of the John Wick story to right, a degree yeah, is that's cool. why that is on my list.
2: Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like the idea of an assassin movie where it's like, this is not about the violence that they uh, bring unto others. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's about their, their moral code and and who they are and how they act under pressure. Well, and it's
0: about this idea that, that I think there's, it's very easy to fail on as a human being is that these movies write a way for us to not necessarily forgive the fact that John Wick was a cold blooded murderer at one Mm -hmm. point, or that, you know, Viggo Mortensen used to be a hitman for the mob but more about, uh you know, just about the idea, like, there's a way to frame this story where we can empathize with that mm-hmm. without going soft on it. That's not easy. Right. And that's something that I think can be written, is written into Assassin's stories a lot. And I think John Wick and History of Violence are really good ways of, of doing that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's actually one thing in the book of A History of Violence that's a huge failure is the way that it goes about validating this guy's past. Mm. It dips into forgiving him. And that's a, that's a weakness that's corrected in the movie. Yeah. That is very compelling. Right. Cause yeah, they don't need our forgiveness
2: for us to treat them as like exactly. our protagonist, but know? we want to root for the circumstances yeah. that surround them to yeah. be a proper way. It's, it's impressive yeah. stuff. Yeah, honestly, along those lines, but also exactly the opposite, because it's just for pure fun. Go. Oh no, say so you're gonna you're gonna read the comic book because I'm gonna lend it to
0: you yeah, when sure. you watch History of Violence. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can do it in whatever order you want.
2: Uh crank is on my list. I give consideration uh, to And crank know. is a similar thing to what you're talking about, where it's like put this is not about like do we like Chev Chelios or think mm-hmm. he's like a good guy. It's like put him in the right circumstances so that we can root for him. But it's also For pure fun, yeah, it's (laughs) so much fun. Not for any intellectual like. uh, And the uh, question is, who's assassinating him? Right. There's no actual tangible
0: answer to that. Right. But he has to fight his own weaknesses to just stave off the assassination. It's
2: incredible. It's so good. And the reason that he's in those circumstances is because they want to use him as an assassin for themselves. Basically, yeah, yeah, which is just so interesting. How is this the best list ever? Even though we fucking slept on it. I know. It's like it's (laughs) so good. Yeah. Ah, man, those crank movies are like, they, they like. They don't entirely hold up, but, like, the stuff about them that is so enjoyable is still so enjoyable. Oh, yeah. You know, well, that's another duo of directors that yes. made a style. Yes. They yeah, just yeah. made their very own style yep. and killed yep. it.
0: Yeah, I watching the first Crank, there was some, like, there was some stuff in it that was, like, shaggier that, yes. like, I, I don't want to say sloppy, but it just, in my mind, was more heightened. Right. But, like, I think... John Wick Two is a is just like Crank Two in that it actually expands upon it and turns into like a visual
2: thesis. Yes, it's, it's cool. I totally agree. It's yeah. also got that kaiju fight where you yeah. just have kaiju. Jason Statham. Oh, it's I so like good. the
0: scene where they he's running and the cameraman's running behind him and they like hand him the camera yes. so then he's yes. running with it and then he passes it off to another cameraman. It's incredible. So good. It is unreal. Yep, love it. So I'm good. about to drop an or it's my turn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to drop another hole in your filmography that we should correct with an episode. Ooh. But Tom Cruise's character in Collateral. Oh yes, he is a. I don't think I even knew that he's man. a hitman. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, he's I, a hitman.
2: You know me. I'm now. I'm all about Michael Mann. Man, which Let isn't that blank it. checks next thing? Oh, is it? I think so. I was oh talking to Jacob about it last night. And if they
0: do, I'm like so. Dude, in. I'm so into that. Dude, Collateral is unreal. But there's a scene in it where, um trying to frame an guess is not really a spoiler right? it's okay they, go, they ahead. go to a they go to a jazz club yeah jamie fox in you know loose captivity of tom cruise's yeah. character and they sit down to talk to like the club owner yeah and they have like a really good conversation about jazz yeah and then it becomes clear that tom cruise is actually here to kill this guy okay and but he has like a really good nuanced you know just deep interested conversation about jazz and, yeah and, and like he's there and yeah. um you know, the guy's clueless, and then Tom Cruise makes it clear through suggestion. Like, all right, well, listen, I'm actually here to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And the guy goes, man, I thought you were a cool guy. <laughs> he goes, I am a cool guy. <laughs> and he says it, like, in an yeah. almost damaged way. Yeah. But his assassin is one that, like, that, that's, like, one moment in the movie where it's, like, I guess he does have a personality, but tonight he's at work. Yeah. And we're watching him at work. Yeah. And so it, it's just a really crazy... That's really interesting. Yeah, He's he's very much, like... He's good at his job. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily like his job. He likes that he's good at his job. Yeah. And tonight he has a job to get done, and he will have to get it done. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Job yeah. comes first, which yeah. is what's so scary about an assassin. Yeah. But every once in a while, there's these little moments of that. Some, you know, like, humanity underneath. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, yeah, the, he might go home and have a kid. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. It, that movie rules. Uh. Movie, that movie fucks and <laughs> slaps. It's <laughs> all that yeah. shit. Oh.
2: Gotta watch it. Yeah. We should do an
0: episode on it. It'll be fun. It's a good episode, and there's a lot to dig into there. And it's, there's a couple moments of like surreal imagery that put a lot of people out of that movie. Oh, it also has probably 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 my favorite Mark Ruffalo performance. Oh, cool. It's very minor. He's only in the movie for a few scenes, but it's a really good performance yeah cool and one where he's like kind of unrecognizable oh interesting yeah it's good oh that's cool yeah good yeah, movie i'm very interested very good movie uh, you'll love
2: it you'll you'll i'm sure i will i feel like i was gonna it. say as soon as you said surreal moments i was like well that sounds like things i like yeah like, it, I'd, even uh, a jamie vox's
0: character in his visor i think we talked about yeah, this in yes. thief carries a photo of like his better life when yeah. he's done being a cab driver it's crazy so good michael Mann. It's like his last name means
2: insane. (laughs) Uh, Well, my number one, um, I I spoiled for you last night, and I am I. It's just Uh, it's become one of my favorite things over the years. I love John Woo's The Killer. I haven't seen that one, which is about a killer, uh, but it's like a very John Woo movie. Uh, He's like he's an assassin. That accidentally blinds a woman during one of his assassinations, Mm. but then just has, even though what he does for a living is kill people, has this immense amount of guilt over accidentally blinding a woman and then decides to try and do one last job to get enough money that he can help that woman live a better life. That's so cool. It's really, really interesting. I love
0: Hard Boiled. I understand this is less run and gun, yes. but not not run and gun. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm into it. It's, it I'm it, into
2: it. I think actually you would love it, because I I think like you, it, like, I love Hard Boiled, but it's a little exhausting. See, that, what I loved about
0: Hardboiled, and I only saw it that once, yeah. I think that movie's perfect. Oh, interesting. It didn't exhaust yeah. me. It somehow found this weird, poetic level of chaos. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just, it, it's... Something about Woo's camera makes that chaos make sense. Yeah, yeah. Or the image of it. And, and it could be because I've consumed decades of cinema inspired by it. <laughs> yes. That as the creator of these illogical rules, yes. it somehow gets to be the one that subverts it. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know what you mean. It's, yeah, that movie rules. But yeah. I will say that, that, to have that with a more compelling
2: plot that's less about the killer visual, it's like a little more lyrical. It's like yeah, a yeah, little yeah. more like poetic. Actually, it's like that know, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd really dig it. And it's got John Woo's fingerprints all over every. I mean, it ends in a church with a bunch of doves, Gotta dual the doves. wielded pistols. It's so good. Leather jackets flying in the air as you leap sideways and spray both. You guns. got it, buddy. Yeah. It's fucking. I'm into it. Yeah, it, it's really, really. Chow good. Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat is awesome. Smoldering. In this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he's so awesome. good in this. He rules. Yeah, it, you would love it. It's really, really great. And I'm I just, into it. I need it, to see it. It's like such homework. It's got so many things. It, 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 it has like this. You know what it is? It's like a marriage of these sort of, um, I, I don't know what you call it, but like it, it, there, it has Michael Mann vibes in a much more Hong Kong action setting, I would say. It's like kind of the thing I like about it. It's like a marriage of like, the Hong Kong action stuff I like with a little more of the like, I, I I don't know the I don't know what you call that about Michael Mann, but like that internal type stuff that Michael Mann he likes yeah, yeah. that kind of internal life of these guys.
0: I'm picturing a movie that's more to what we think of when we think of like Korean cinema. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah, Old yeah. Boy has a lot yep. of operaticness yes, to it. Yeah, yeah, that's That exactly, I think that yeah, Hard yeah. doesn't have. Yeah, but it still has the the Asian influence. Yeah, you know? yeah, you.
2: I, you got to see it. The killers. So I want to see it. I definitely want to. I should. It's, so there's fun. no
0: reason I shouldn't have. Such a great movie. It's probably on Criterion. Ooh, uh, you I'm, know what? I, I I'm, also, I'm also own it these days. So oh, right on.
2: We could do an episode on it at any time. We got all these episodes yeah. <laughs> to
0: do. Um, wait, what did we say we were going to do episodes on? Uh, just to, so I can write these down. Just in the, passing, the here, killers. The so the
2: killer. Oh, the
0: collateral. killer. Collateral. Collateral and uh, uh, history of violence. Yes. Yep. All right, and so my number one is the scariest assassin Uh-oh. oh my god i think about it all Uh-oh. the time the same way i think about you know certain deaths and certain things that just haunt me this haunts me have you seen munich oh god yes munich has the scariest assassin ever allow me to set the scene Please. eric bana's character is like balls deep in his mission yeah shit is depressing yep. shit is sad he misses <laughs> home uh-huh. and so he's just sitting at the bar and this radiant woman comes up and she is charming and she is just so sexy and so nice and she is hot to trot <laughs> she is going to take him upstairs and fuck him and at this point he absolutely deserves this release he absolutely <laughs> deserves something good to happen and it's just like he needs something to 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 validate his manhood he needs something to just to release tension it's the perfect thing and he looks down at his wedding ring and he shows it to her and he says, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm married, I love my wife. Yeah. And it's it's amazing that you're like, this guy has such moral fiber. At a moment that would break 99% of men in the world, yeah. he was like, no, I'm good, and the reason I'm on this mission is that I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, blah, 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 and that's that. And then the next morning, he wakes up to find out that his buddy who's on the mission, that he's on the mission with, was killed last night By that woman. Uh, She seduced him, took him upstairs, and while she was fucking him, shot him in the face or whatever. Just did something like that. And so not only did his resistance to temptation uh, bolster his moral character, but it saved his fucking life. Yeah. His faith, his religion at that point even, his his belief in, in the ethical code that he has chosen to live through his faith, through his marriage, through the bonds that he has, kept him alive. Yeah. In a mission where he's fighting against something, trying to destroy those very bonds. It's terrifying. That's really good. It's like one of the most brilliant moments in cinema, but it's terrifying because as I'm watching it, I'm going, I- I'm a very, very faithful man in a relationship. Yeah. And this might've gotten me. <laughs> yeah, right. This might've this worked. This might've gotten yeah. me. And it is, it's, that's terrifying. Yeah. She's that good of an assassin. Yeah. Yeah. That anybody would have fallen for it. Oh, it's terrifying. It's good. It, it, I don't know who the who the woman was that played her, but like yeah. she just nailed it. Oh, she, that's
2: she's cool. I actually totally forget that scene. That's funny. That that that, <sighs> that. But like once you start describing it, I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of remember. It's this. terrifying, yeah. and like they give you like a little bit of like the methods too. Like, yeah.
0: you know, like he knows that he, he would have been literally balls deep in this woman when she killed him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cruel. Shit. Yeah. And his value system kept him alive. Yeah. It's it's wild. Ugh. But she was a good assassin. It was not about having the right angle from yep. your perch where your rifle is. It wasn't about anything. It was just straight up
2: social engineering. Yeah. Oh. M- Munich rolls. <laughs> I I I have not seen that in not, maybe like a decade, and I would love to rewatch it's it. It's worth rewatching. It is very
0: long, but yeah. it's, that was America's like big introduction to Daniel Craig. Yeah, because I remember watching that and being like, "That's our next Bond." What do yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's Bond, right? Like, yeah, yeah.
2: And then he was, for my money, my favorite Yeah, poem. well, and that was also like part of that, like, Eric Bana's our new leading man yeah. that we just immediately forgot about. He's phenomenal in that I movie, too. It's, it's he's really crazy good. that he was a stand-up comedian first. I know. It's yeah. wild. And honestly crazy that uh, that Hulk movie crushed his career as much as it did because yeah. he's very good. That movie's very good. I know. Ang Lee's Hulk is
0: very, very good, yeah. and he is very good in it. I need to see it again. It's good. I saw it on the big screen. Only nice. that once. I watched it when a, I was in middle school or maybe whatever. like a year or two ago yeah. and it's like it's amazing how much it's a comic book movie. It's yeah. it's good shit. Yeah. I also wanted to mention this when I hear the word assassin, I never don't think of the opening title card to Hot Shots Part D. Uh-huh. If you remember correctly, there is a brief at the beginning of the movie that's done in text coming across the screen that's being typed. Tick 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 you know like like a Tom Clancy thriller. And as it's giving the background of whatever global unrest is happening. It's like, and then they assassin, and then it backspaces. Assassin killed a guy. Just the the narrator couldn't figure out how to spell assassin. I like that. That's and that is what I always think of, and it is also one hundred percent of the reason why I know how to spell
2: assassin. So there you go. Well, let's wrap this one up. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'm glad you enjoyed
0: Operation Avalanche. That's a movie that loved that, it. that I. I was almost afraid didn't exist because I was the only person <laughs> seen it. Remarkable. And it's real. Like, it's re- totally real. A very remarkable movie. Right on. I'm loved glad it. you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah.
2: And uh, please go see John Wick 3 this weekend because uh, we loved it and you will too. Mm. We know it. Uh, all right. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at filmadelphia. It's with an F. Um, I write for Cynis76.com, or write for Farsightablog.com, and as of this week, you can find me on neonslime.net. Oh, I
0: saved that link. I haven't read it yet because yeah. I was too drunk last oh, night. That's I didn't want to I didn't want to like read it and be like, I didn't read that. Oh, I that's fine. I, I wrote about I put a
2: bunch of words into Walter Hill's The Driver, and nice. um uh, I kind of explored the idea of like when does a cult film become a cult classic? Nice. Like, yeah, when, does it, like when does like it not make that transition, you know? Right on. Um uh, so yeah, you can find that on neonslime.net, uh, where I will hopefully be writing some more stuff too. We should get Rob on here to talk about I it. I would love to. Yeah. Rob on the be cool talk. yeah nice um, yeah last time we had him was
0: what silent night deadly night I think so yeah yep. right yep. on um, you can find me on all the stuff uh, Twitter at Dan Scully letterboxed Dan Scully I'm on cinema 76.com findy.com um, I think I'm gonna have a piece in the next movie John so oh, check yeah, out movie yeah. John. Duncan. Yeah, I'm writing about Pee-wee. Oh, cool! And how his road trip is the perfect encapsulation of Americana.
2: I actually like maybe have a pitch for them, but I need to like rewatch the movie I'm thinking of before. Oh, I'm, I, I, I got to rewatch it. Big Adventure yeah. before
0: I do yeah. this. But I just that's I'll say it. I I think that Pee-wee's Big Adventure is my favorite comedy. Oh, I love that! It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's great. It's so funny in a way that that is that nothing else is. Yeah. There's really no. He's a stinker. <laughs> uh, he is a stinker. So yeah, there's going to be a movie, John piece, and all that. And oh, so yeah. yeah, so check out all that stuff. Um, yeah, check out everything. Check out rough cut t-shirts. Yeah, I know Liam was looking to to push some of those. Yes, please. Really cool shirts. They just dropped a scream Blackula scream shirt that I'm probably going to pick up, which is incredible. Um, yeah, it's uh, good stuff there. Yeah. There's the Cinepunks guys. So yeah. check them out. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else we should we should plug.
2: People, you know, we plug yeah. people in and out of these shows. Check out the crew, y'all. Yeah. Check out the Cinema 76 Greater Philadelphia Family. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know how to say
0: that. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. The Cinema 76 Extended Film Criticism Universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh, and uh, and look us up. Find us on Twitter and Facebook and iTunes and anywhere you can get podcasts. I Like Two Movie, Numeric Two. Mm. And uh, send us an email. Let us know what you want us to watch and talk about. We, we would love to participate. And, I, I think hopefully you know uh, over the the course of the rest of this year we we actually have been talking to like some different filmmakers and people that we, we think we're gonna be able to um, pull onto the show here so we, we should have some exciting stuff coming up which, which is always good um yeah uh, my name is Gar Smith and I like to movie movie my name is Dan Scully and I like to movie movie and we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to
1: movie, movie.